You guys, the first. <laughs> oh, now Chelsea's going. Now what Chelsea's going. Now Chelsea. <laughs> now Chelsea's laughing before. <laughs> it's contagious. It's like the intro of our show just makes people break out into laughter. Guys, Fan Appreciation Month is kicking off. And we've got... What is so funny? Her face is so red. Chelsea, stop laughing. Don't. Don't. Ah. And we're starting hot. We're starting damn hot. With... Oh, I get it. Jean-Claude Van Damme. It is JT Energy's pick. We're doing the 1990 classic Lionheart. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> we might need to call, call an ambulance. Guys, Lionheart, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, Curly, froed little girl rides a bike. <laughs> a guy runs into a wall when he's on fire. There's so much shit in this. We're going to talk about it all in a very special, wrong bet, edition of The Review. Review. Empty pool point. Go! Hey, welcome to the Review Review, a show where a few small town dudes give you a big spin-kicky opinions. I am Troy to the Max Extreme. I am from Djibouti. <laughs> I'm the holder of the poop cup. Ooh, and this is going to be a show for the ages, okay? <laughs> I'm going to call right now. We've never done a bigger show than this. Guys. Best show ever? Yes. Yes. It's leading up to it. It's, <laughs> it's... I almost could not speak. <laughs> uh, and not only are the three main hosts here yeah. tonight holding it down. Holding hands. That's right. <laughs> yep. Holding Playing hands. with each other. Even. Ooh. Ooh, my toes are ticklish. <laughs> but we called in a ringer. That's right. To help us on this Much show. like tradition, anytime we do a pick from this person, they demand <laughs> to be on. Yeah, we didn't invite them. They demanded it. Yeah, they pulled a gun on us. <laughs> Held us at sting point. Held us at sting point. Pink sting point. But we got JT Energy on the show tonight via satellite. <laughs> Say hello, JT. I'm pointing a gun at my phone right now. Let's Oh, do Jesus! Oh, no. Put it away! Put it down, man! Ryan. Put it down! I'm not putting anything down. Oh, my God. Why? When you said via satellite, I picture you sitting in a dark, blackened room with a headset on. <laughs> we see him here on the Titantron on, the, right. on our podcast. Are Titantron. you in Hartford tonight? Yeah. <laughs> I picture you sitting in front of a picture of Congress. <laughs> yes. A picture of Congress is right behind me. 
I knew it. Sexual Congress, even. I don't like to look at it. I like to know what's looking at me. Sexual Congress. <laughs> and he's here to talk about Lionheart, which we will get to at the top of the hour. I was ready, motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker I was, was showing holding, you I was, he was ready. holding what it if, up. What if I never said it and you were just like on the on the line? My arm would have gotten tired. <laughs> Just say it, say it right before we do the reviews. Like, oh, by the way, at the top down, we're doing the we're doing a Lionheart, Lionheart, and it's like one second. <laughs> Cold as shits. It's too late. I got the poop cup ready. Um, you quick enough. Before we get into Lionheart, though, we got a little bit of news. Ooh, a little bit of news with uh, a Z. I heard it. <laughs> news. That's edgy news. We got a news theme so there, JT. Edgy. Got a news theme. Here we go. Wait, we do? Oh, God. <laughs> News. Perfect. Listen to the pre-show for all that good quick <laughs> stuff. Yeah, hour three of the pre-show. Yeah. Actually, I think that was in between pre-show and main show, so you can't even listen to it. <laughs> uh, guys, I brought up Five Nights at Freddy's last week. It's doing gangbusters, I guess, on uh, Peacock. Fnaf. Oh my god, a Peacock. FNAF on Peacock. <laughs> Why are we changing everything? It sounds like a sim talking. Fe- <laughs> All about ba 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 ba. Finaf on Finaf on Peckick. But anyway, it's continuing to do gangbusters. It is now the highest grossing horror movie of 2023. My God, fuck Christ! Worldwide, it's made 215 million dollars so far in its theatrical run. So it's in theaters and on Peacock. Yeah. Okay. Unprecedented move. Yeah. Some say it wouldn't work. And now, highest grossing horror movie. God. Well, speaking from a teacher's point of view, even in middle school, Five Nights at Freddy's is fucking huge. Huge. Jesus. Huge. And I'll talk about it later. <gasps> uh oh. Right. I pecocked on FNAF. Oh, oh my god, you pecocked on FNAF. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! I heard that twice. The look of pain on your face when you did that sneeze. All because I so cocked on FNAF. <laughs> My God, that's right. Uh, well, Troy, Troy's up. allergic to Sims talk, so <laughs> something I'm going to bring up a little bit later at the end of the show. Oh, is something I've been watching. But before we do that, I want to tease it a little bit with Ooh, this bit of news right here. You tantalizing son of a bitch. So this last week, uh, I caught up on a few shows. Okay. And while doing so, I was curious on how the whole Jonathan Majors angle is working at Marvel right now. Because I've kind of like tuned out of it a yeah. little bit. Yeah. I'm like, is he still working for Marvel? Question mark. And it brought me to a Variety article that came out, like, a week ago. Yeah. Talking about, like, 
how the MCU is pretty much in deep shit because of its own doing. I've heard about this, yeah. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast. I almost kind of wanted to bring this up as a discussion because I've been, like, I heard, like, a pretty fun discussion on another podcast where they're just like, so, is Marvel okay? <laughs> And well, we can bring it up right now because sure. I also listened to another show that talked about the same thing. Uh, so in its initial run, it's Infinity Saga. It took like 10 years and had a whole like bookends to it, you know, start and a finish. Yeah. And then the whole question was like, where are we going to go from here? Yeah. And it's had diminishing returns. Yeah. To say the <clears throat> least. And it, more things came out with there's like crunching with the VFX people. The directors aren't necessarily directing it so much as like the producers throwing their shit in and what they want out of it. And even so much as like changing entire orders of episodes so it makes sense to them, not so much the fans. Yeah. So it hurts the product. And the fact that now that they don't want to do this in 10 years anymore, they need to do it in five or less years. <laughs> it was like, oh, shit, if these... We need to make sure we get this done before everything that comes out about Jonathan Majors comes out. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's also things like this, like the last few people that uh, fans were excited about, like Jonathan Majors as Kang is like the big new villain. Yeah. Scandal comes out. Yeah. Friggin' Namor from Black Panther 2 turns out to be not so great either. Yeah. And he was, like, a great part of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people just don't like women, which sucks for, like, any women-led oh, yeah. series or movie. Mm -hmm. It's not going well for them. No. What did, uh, what did you hear that you wanted to bring up? Uh, uh basically in the same realm, uh... <clears throat> I think I'm kind of coming to the conclusion that I feel like Marvel's a f Marvel's an easy one to kind of point at because they've been the biggest thing for so long. But I feel like every movie studio is doing this now. <clears throat> like they don't. It's not about quality anymore. It's about getting out as much as possible because I don't think anything. I feel like so much shit nowadays is more profit driven than it is like. Uh, quality driven like you look at all of like the big blockbusters that came out this last year for like an absorbent amount of money and it's like this isn't even this isn't even like a good plan like <laughs> you're just putting as much money as you can into these movies that you think they're gonna make a lot so you can say your movie made a billion dollars when there's way smaller movies that are making way more money than that and but they're not making a billion dollars so it's not it's not something you can bring back to your shareholders being like nope oh, we made a billion dollar movie this year. Right. Like everything feels so profit and shareholder driven. That... And granted, they're also still running a business. So they, yeah, they want to make money on it. I That's get true. It. But even businesses have, have like lower years and higher years, mm -hmm. but it feels so much of what's going on now is like, like how many of these big corporations are touting best profits ever? And then it's like, but we need to do better next year. And it's like, you don't have to. You can still be a successful company and have a slightly less profitable year than you had the year before. No, you can't. Not according to them. Well, they can go eat shit and die. 
JT, what do you, what do you think of what do you think of all this uh, Marvel slash big blockbuster movie stuff? I have been waiting to be excited about anything Marvel for quite a long time. Yeah, it feels like a lot of the superhero movies have just fallen off to the point where. I don't know what it's going to take for me to get excited again. Every time I, I watch one or put one on, I'm usually pleasantly surprised, but it's it feels like they're definitely in a lull of trying to figure out that next hook to get everybody to really invest how they had them when we were living the days of Avengers Endgame. Yeah, right. And they want to still ride that high of that way they ended. And it's never going to be that again. No. <laughs> like, you've peaked. Yeah. You can't ever get that back unless you try to recapture that magic that was in that bottle. And yeah. sometimes it's never going to happen again. But they almost... No, I'm not going to say almost. They did fuck themselves. <laughs> because they had all the ch- time in the world for that Infinity Saga if they needed to pivot. Yeah. Right? They just teased Thanos... They could always change course. Yeah. And they didn't make Thanos like a fixture of a movie before the last few movies. Yeah. Whereas they put Kang in Ant-Man 3. Yeah. And in Loki season one. Yeah. Like front and center. I'm going to be the bad guy in that Kang Avengers movie that Kevin Feige did on like said just coming on stage. Yeah. A year ago, and now they have the fucking cart so in front of the horse that they have to follow up with that. Yeah. If Jonathan Majors brushed his teeth wrong, this was gonna fuck up. Yeah. Not a lot. Like not just being an abuse scandal. Yeah. So now they're hosed. Yeah. But just in this one instance. But even like I was even seeing stuff too where it's like, okay, if you want to make Kang like your next big bad. They're doing a shitty job of building him up to it. We've already watched him get his ass kicked three times. I suppose. <laughs> but, like, with that character, though, there's multiples of him, and they can always, like, ch- change that around. But, like, at the end of Ant-Man 3, where they showed, like, a billion Jonathan Majors. Yeah. It's like, we're doubling, tripling, quadrupling oh, yeah. down on this guy. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that yeah oh, whoops yeah yeah everything is so uh, i don't know it even with things in marvel nowadays even the things that i am liking it's so convoluted to where i'm just like sure <laughs> like uh you're probably gonna talk about loki later right? yeah 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 i'll talk about it t- at the end too because I've, I've i've caught up on it but it's like I'm not saying I'm hating it, but there's definitely points in it where I'm like, man, we're, I kind of, I kind of miss when this was kind of simple. Yeah. There's not a really easy point of entry anymore. No, I was like, I was like trying to watch. There's, I would, I would go into episodes of Loki being like, I'm trying to imagine myself if I've never even watched anything Marvel, if I just started here, Mm -hmm. like, I don't even know where this began. <laughs> yeah. And I think now we're getting to the point where, like, like people that are entering, like, the whole Marvel thing, they didn't watch from the beginning. Like, kids, like, 
people that when Marvel started, they're like in their like late twenties. Yeah, they're <laughs> us. They're in their late twenties, mid to early thirties, and now it's like they're they're still trying to play towards kids, and the kids are like, I don't even know where this. I don't even know where this fucking shit started. And granted, like, really, the backlog of it isn't so extensive. It's like 30 movies. I get it. Yeah. But, like, at this point, if you were just, like, to catch something on Disney+, Plus, yeah. the point of entry is pretty difficult because there's all this past continuity. You really have to do homework now to and really like yeah. it. To that, I mean, that was, like, how it was when I got into comics. Yeah. I just, like, started at one and be like, okay, now I need to find out about all this shit that led up to this. But, but, but what, I had what, to do my homework on it. But what money goes into a comic book as opposed to what money goes into a $200 million blockbuster movie? No, I get that. But for the fans' point of view, you just need a Disney Plus subscription. It's all yeah, there. But, I mean, like, okay... The fans that like you said that like okay well you could I I became a fan through comic books, but it's like fans of comic books are not as extensive as like the mass broad audience. Right. No, yeah, you're right. So it's like it's easy to have a niche audience for uh, for comic books to have a niche audience for we're gonna put fucking two hundred million dollars into this movie where we have to have watched three TV series and four of the movies before <laughs> it. That starts to get. To a point where you're like, I don't know if I can defend this anymore. Yeah, I mean, the amount of money spent on it is ludicrous. Yeah. So I can't defend that at all. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's just like, it feels like it's getting to the point now where you're just like, we just need to spread the wealth when it comes to just making these these bigger movies now. Like, we can't just stick to just Marvel or these things where it's like these big convoluted plots. Like, let's do some, let's go back and do some fun shit like... Like, uh, when, like, Jurassic Park first came out, or just something with, like, an inventive idea and throw a bunch of money behind it that you think would reach a mass audience instead of, here's another Doctor Strange, but you need to watch, like, four other things before you it makes sense to you. Yeah, but at the same time, like, those movies do come out. Like, yeah. they don't get as much push as, like, a an IP that's already known. Yeah. But people still have to go spend the money to see it. And when that doesn't break in as much money as, like, Doctor Strange 5... Yeah. What, do you, what are the studios going to do? They're going to keep making Doctor Strange 5. But, like you, like, you almost kind of brought it up when you were even saying this. Like, studios don't push it that much because they have no faith in it. They, they make it, and then they're like, yeah, but people don't... Like, I don't know if it's going to work. And you can almost feel it in their marketing sometimes. Mm -hmm. Where it's just like... Just have faith in your shit. Don't be like, well, we know this works, so let's do put this out there. And then they get fucking super, like, surprised when it doesn't work, where it's like, yeah, because you put it out, f like, 50 times in a row. People want new stuff every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, IP, like, that's known is going to have to shit the bed so hard. Yeah. That the studios are going to be like, okay, we're going to, we need to flip the script here. We need yeah. to do something else. Like Indiana Jones shit the bed. I, I bet they're going to make another one. I'm almost a hundred percent. am convinced they're going to make another one Oof. because they don't know what else to do. They're like, well, I guess if we spend less money on another Indiana Jones movie, it'll probably make a profit. Or it's like, they're sick of it. People are sick of the shit. <laughs> Is that on Disney plus? Yeah. Uh, I think it comes out. 
It was in my news. I think it comes out in November sometime. But, uh, yeah, like, I'm just sick of seeing the same things over and over again. I want them, I want these big studios to take risks on things. But again, going back to what we were saying before, they're so profit-driven that taking a risk means you have to risk the idea of it not catching on. Yeah. But even then, when things that have worked in the past don't catch on, they chalk it up to, oh, well, you know, if it did work in the past, though, <laughs> it's like, that's not the point. <laughs> It's not the age we live in now. Ugh, drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> On the same kind of note as the Marvel knows, uh, news, rather, there was a trailer that came out for Echo. Yeah. Did you, did you watch it? Yeah, I did. So it feels really like Marvel Netflixy. Yeah. But I and it's now under like a new banner, like a Marvel spotlight which is supposed to like not have connective tissue to a lot of other things so you can watch it in its like own thing yeah. and not have to worry about continuity. Yeah. But still you kind of have to know that she came from Hawkeye and yeah. maybe these guys are from the Netflix show. <laughs> so I don't but know. But even then but then like so then like also the characters are bringing from the Netflix show like Disney's kind of wants to diss themselves from the Netflix shows so some of the characters they're going to take from the Netflix shows will not have connectivity to the Netflix shows because right. they don't want people to watch the Netflix shows anymore. <laughs> but those characters are from the Netflix shows. It's all the shit. <laughs> they're just picking and choosing things that they thought worked and not caring whether or not it makes sense. Yeah. The show looks pretty good though. Yeah, it looks fine. <laughs> uh, uh... I also heard that. Nope, didn't watch it. Okay. Marvel's fucked. <laughs> you're, oh, you're you're full. You're full. Marvel's fucked. Yeah, I mean, I don't give a shit about Marvel anymore. Wow. Okay. Wow. And I loved Marvel. I would say you're a pretty big Marvel. Big Marvel banner guy. banner waver. And I'll still like kind of like JT said. <clears throat> if I happen to watch something, I'll be like, you know, this is actually pretty good. I'm glad I watched it. But there's nothing that pulls me into like even Loki the other day. Yeah. I tried starting this the Loki season two. Uh huh. I got past like the review of season one, started watching like, the first minute, and I'm like, I got better shit to do. <laughs> and I went and scraped off the paint off my window. <laughs> Cole? That's what I did! Yes, JT. Cole, is that your hot scoop for the week? Th oh, that's my hot, that's scoop. hot scoop. That's my hot scoop right here. Hot that's scoop a, haven. That's a I scraped scoop. paint off of my front door. Instead of watching Loki season two, man, hmm. I'm done with Marvel guys. So you're saying Marvel is hot poop. Oh, wow. Marvel is, is, is what's holding the poop cup right now. Oh, oh my God. God. Yep. Wow. 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 I'm wow, just wow. not digging it guys. That's fine. As Nothing we, as we out, it's like sit in see that. Troy's room. That is a little, a literal wall of comic books. <laughs> Trust me, guys, I love superheroes. <laughs> I, there was a point where I wanted to get, like, a leg sleeve of Marvel superheroes mashing up with 80s WWF wrestlers. Oh, yeah, I remember you said, yeah, you said I that. I still love that idea. Yeah. But I only love that idea because I just love my core set of superheroes. Yeah. But, like, anything Marvel comes out with now, I'm like, yeah, sure, I bet it's fine. And that's also a thing, too. Like, they they did use, like, the core, that like, that core group, like, 
right off the bat, and now a lot of them. I, I was hearing like rumors that they're like begging, like, uh, the OG Avengers to like come back. Where it's like that's so desperate, but in the yeah. same sense, it's like, I mean, what else are they gonna do? Like, the Mar- like Marvel's coming out. I think it's coming out like this weekend or something. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's this weekend or next weekend. But it's like I think it is this weekend. Like, I'm all for it, but it's like you're use like one of the main characters in it is. Like, a very, very secondary character from WandaVision. Mm-hmm. WandaVision came out, like, what, like, two years ago? Two, three Pro- years ago? Probably, yeah. And it's, like... And you're still... But we're still supposed to be, like, invest... Like, there's been no chatter about... Like, I think even, like, like in the... In, like, the first phases, like, Infinity phases or whatever, like, there would still be, like, hints of, like, the characters pop... like either being talked about or being shown in these other movies. Never, not a single fucking thing said about Monica Rambeau. <laughs> That's true. Or like, yeah. So it's like, like they're getting to this point now where they're like, they're almost forgetting that there's characters they should probably be referencing every once in a while. It's like, Oh, I'll throw in a movie. I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking Marvel. How about it? That echo looks fine, huh? Yeah, it looks fine. I did hear that it was supposed I'll to be... I'll probably origi- turn it on and go decide to scrape some paint for a bit. <laughs> I did hear it was originally supposed to be eight episodes, and they cut it down to five. Oh. Uh, so, I don't know. And it's coming so it out in January, really which doesn't mean much of anything yeah. now for sure. They just show. wanted to trim the fat. Maybe they were. Maybe yeah. they're trying to get rid of all the convoluted shit and just, like, streamline. Hopefully. Well, maybe get rid so. of the stuff that's going to make people go scrape paint off with Yeah, you. that's right. <laughs> But uh, uh, we're gonna have that paint scraped off in at least four episodes, right. so uh, we better cut it down to five instead of eight. The uh, uh, off the Marvel train now. I'm done. Okay. I okay. do have one more trailer I want to talk that was about. A solid well, twenty minutes okay. of the Marvel Probably. train. <laughs> but I also saw another trailer. I hate looking at the clock. Kingdom of Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah. Uh, I didn't even know there was a fourth movie coming. I out. didn't either. And now there's a trailer. It's not coming out till like May, but it looks good. Sweet. Looks closer and closer to the point where Charlton Heston can come down as an astronaut. <laughs> you damn dirty apes. <laughs> I wonder if that's going to happen. I don't know. I was listening They're going to get Charlton Heston back and dig up his body? Yeah, maybe. I was listening to Weekly Planet, and they suspect that this is going to be a new trilogy. Yeah. Where they get... <laughs> oh, my God. Don't play Dr. Zayas. <laughs> that's the only clip I have. <laughs> the next three episodes or the next three movies are going to be like when the astronauts come down from wherever they're from yeah it will be as convoluted as the marky mark one god remember that one you guys that barely i know what happened i barely remember how that happened the the movie ends them going in front of the of the the lincoln memorial and it's an ape (laughs) but how does he go in time? I. Your guess is as good as mine. I don't know. I don't even know how any of that fucking shit worked on that movie. <laughs> Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas. God. But anyway, King of the Planet of the Apes looks good. That's a good film series too. Yeah, I all three of those. Single all one. Three of those. You haven't seen good. any of them? None. Yeah. You shithead. Wow. <laughs> I've seen the Troy McClure version. <laughs> JT Energy, you seen any of those Planet of the Apes movies? 
I think I saw that Mark Wahlberg one. You think? Maybe, I, maybe I, when it came out, you would know how fucking long ago it was. <laughs> I do not put a pass him to not remember if he saw the Mark Wahlberg one because that is very repressed, repressed style. I thought you were going to say re- repulsive. The more that, that you too. talk about it, the more that I'm like, yeah, that piece of shit probably fell in front of my face. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Right in front of your Missed poop, the poop cup, cup in front of your face. <laughs> it poop cupped in front of you. God. I always found the ending so jarring. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How could you forget? Yeah. They tried so hard to be different from the original where it's like, let's just make this Blink Memorial an ape. What, what kind of like... Like, were you... Were they expecting people to have the same reaction? Like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the Lincoln Memorial's an ape! And then a bunch of cop cars come up, and there's a bunch of apes in cop yeah. suits. I'm like, are you telling me that time worked exactly the same? But apes? But apes? <laughs> what are we, then? <laughs> just some Skinless <laughs> apes? <laughs> oh, this is like a total aside. But my kids will say, like, did you see that human over there? <laughs> and I'm like, are you aliens? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I want to teach my kid to do that. <laughs> I'm like, what? Did you... Yeah, they're still talking about some guy. And I'm like, who was that? It's like, some human. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Fucking psycho kids. Your daughter just develops a fork tongue, tongue sometime. <laughs> I just wake up and they're standing over me. Anyway, that's it. That's all my news. Just standing over here and then like her eyes blink the other way. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, Troy, those weren't eyelids. Those were gills. <laughs> then you get recruited to be a men in black. Oh, I would love to be a men in black. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe if I was just Tommy think, Lee Jones. Just think about what. It, oh, so. I'm near retirement. You just skip yeah. ahead. <laughs> I just want to get to the, my golden years. <laughs> I don't want to go through all the shit that Will Smith did. I just well, yeah. I just want the memories of being in the Men in Black, not being in Men in Black. I just want the mind eraser. What about the noisy cricket? What would you do Ooh. with the mind? I'm very... He would do disgusting things yeah. with the mind I was going to say, you seemed very <laughs> jo- jolly about... I want the mind eraser. I want the nebulizer. Just ask Rita what I'd do with the mind <laughs> eraser. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck. Stinky. Oh, God. Stinky. <laughs> Speaking of stinky, can I have a beer? Yeah. Uh... A stinky beer? Guys, we all know that the uh, the Writers Guild strike is over. WGA strike is over. The SAG strike still going strong. Because, I strong guess... SAG. Because uh, studios are still not letting go... I'll take another one too, Troy. Uh, studios are still not letting go of the idea of using celebrities' likenesses... Or owning celebrities' likenesses after they die... Okay. They still want to own the likeness of an actor after they after they die. So, uh, that's yeah, sick shit. that's pretty fucked up. That they can just be like, oh, okay, so he's dead. Well, we don't have to pay his estate or his family anything for just putting them in movies. Just keep pumping James Dean into a bunch of modern no movies. No shit. 
That's fucked up. That's gross. So yeah, they still will not let that go. So it's uh still going strong. So uh yeah, this shit might still get pushed back for a while because the the SAG uh, strike is still. That's nowhere sick. near getting done. <laughs> I want to just say that's sick one more time. Mm. That the studios are so gross. Yeah. And want to use a dead person in their movies. Yep. And not pay anyone. Yeah, not and not compensate their family or anyone else that's close to them for doing it. They just own that person from now on. Fuck them. <laughs> it's all, it's all profit driven. I'm telling you, these fuckers. Somebody should put one of their, like, dead parents in a movie and see how they like it. God. Well, you're right. Uh, Can't argue. Guys, Jeremy Allen White. You guys know him from the... He's the main uh, dude in The Bear. He's going to be in that uh, Iron Claw movie coming out this the right. end of this year. Uh, apparently, he got approached by Marvel to be in a Marvel film because, of course, he's blowing up, so why not? Uh-huh. And I guess it, quote... Didn't go well. <laughs> okay. And uh, he even said uh, that uh, he doesn't want a superhero film to be the pinnacle of his career. Mm. So that's like, I wish I would have thought about this when we were actually going into our conversation because it's like, that's also kind of an idea too, where it's like, I feel like all of these like pretty good actors are getting pigeonholed into like, you're that guy. You're... Captain America, or you're this Marvel character, and it's like, okay, but can they go past that? <laughs> I think the original crew could. I don't know. Chris, have you seen what Chris Evans has done after not being Captain America? Yeah, but, like, not. it's not bad. Yeah, but, like, is it still, like, oh, Chris Evans from that movie, not Chris Evans, Captain America? I mean, yeah, I mean, he'll always, like, I think, but, but I'm I, not gonna say he's gonna make shit afterwards. No, I'm, I don't mean it in that sense. I mean that it's, like, your legacy now, from now on, is just going to be Captain America. Like, no matter what you do, you're still gonna be pigeonholed as, like, you're Captain America. Like, I think Robert Downey Jr.'s really trying to do that but even he's like trying to finding it hard to get out of that too yeah i mean i guess but then (laughs) i guess you would be pigeonholed into something in your career sure like you're always going to be known as like gene wilder is always going to be known as like willy wonka but he was like in blazing saddles and all these other movies yeah so is that bad (laughs) no but I think that people also know him from other stuff too. I'm just saying, like, Marvel in general. I feel like they, like they, they, like Marvel does this all the time, where it's like once someone starts making a name for themselves, then they're just like, oh, you got to be in a Marvel movie now. Now, now you gotta, we have to put you in this. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't even know. You're losing steam on your argument here, Joel. <laughs> I know. I'm watching you slowly wither. <laughs> it's just. I think it's like an interesting for like actors now are just like, I don't want to be pigeonholed in that, in that, uh, area. I mean, maybe he doesn't want to be pigeonholed into that genre. Cause he yeah, doesn't want to make yeah. that genre movie. Yeah. But I don't feel like it's a bad thing that if people are like Mark Ruffalo is like, Oh, you're the Hulk. 
Yeah. Like, there's no problem in that. It's probably more or less just that they make them sign up for multiple movies. Yeah, that too. Oh and yeah. Maybe he doesn't want to oh, yeah. commit to. That's that's a good point. A ten-year plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. he's just blowing up. He's gonna have so many opportunities, mm-hmm. and he probably doesn't want to commit himself to like the next five years of yeah. Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And like the kind of shit that you have to like, you have to get in like fucked up shape and stay that way <laughs> until At least like for one movie. And then you can yeah. have your shirt on for the rest of them. I mean, yeah. it looks pretty good for Carrie Von Eric. <laughs> I know. As a Texas but that's, tornado, but you that's must. one they're not doing. They're not doing the the Von Eric's fight Thanos like fifteen movie series. Yeah, that's going to be the straight to DVD. They should. They should. <laughs> Fritz, just, Fritz just in the corners is being like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Oh wait, that's a too hard. That's not how I, I touch it. it. <laughs> Yeah, get him, Gary. Yeah, you're, you're gonna fucking give him the claw, Gary. Yeah, I scooped up the, <laughs> I scooped up uh, the sausage with the the cat shit scraper, and uh, uh... now you're losing steam, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I lost steam an hour ago. Okay. Uh, guys, I got some uh, last week tonight news. I'm, I'm I I follow up pretty extensively. <laughs> John Oliver just did a bit on this last episode that is fucking amazing. So I guess in New Zealand, they're having a bird of the century poll. Okay. <laughs> where they fucking love birds out there. And like, <laughs> I think like, I like at one point, the, uh, the Kiwi was like in the lead. Now, John Oliver has basically uh, gotten people on board to vote for, uh, fuck, what was it? It's like a really fucked up bird, too. It's like, ah, what the? What's the name? You're very well prepared on this one, Joe. You're losing I steam. The, You're I'm losing steam, steam, Joe. Stop bringing up the steam losing. <laughs> it's the, the the cockapoo, I think it is. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like now he's because he's been because he's fucking. Uh, he put it on his show, like everyone is like voting for it now, and it's like New Zealand's getting pissed because it's like he boat guarded the vote poll. <laughs> like it looks like it has like a mullet and like a big like red fucking neck, and like he brought up all these fucking like weird ass fucking facts it's about the it. Toby Keith of birds, basically. <laughs> Start singing that American. We'll put a boot up. We'll your put ass a boot on. in your ass. It's the American way. But. Yeah, I just love when he does shit like this, where it's like countries get start getting like legit pissed at him, where it's like, we want to know what a New Zealand thinks is the best bird. <laughs> I guess if I was New Zealand, I'd be pissed too. <laughs> I'm just trying to hold a harmless competition to have it just totally <laughs> flooded <laughs> with a bunch of fucking dudes who think they're funny about having a cockatoo or whatever is the fucking winner, when all they want is the kiwi. That's all they want to win. God. Anyway, that's uh, it. Yeah, and that's all my news. Cole, we heard your scoop already. You already heard the hot scoop. <laughs> your from scoop hot. of poop. <laughs> JT, you got a little bit of news? Yeah, I'm going to bring some news. Oh, oh shit. yeah, baby. Oh, shit. And this news is brought to you by Casey's. <laughs> Hell wow. yeah! Nice, Lee Bryce. And, Le- Did you and Lee, Lee Bryce, Bryce concert yet? 
<laughs> and the news is... Did you try that new I'm red gonna, velvet cookie I'm, yet? I'm just going to update you on my Casey's points live on air. Wow. Oh. All right. Let's, guys, let's whip them out. Guys, I'm going to fuck it. I lose this one already. I just Let's whip them out. Currently, I have 21,832 points. What? Wow. Wow, 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 okay, I think someone's hacking into my shit and stealing my fucking points. <laughs> <laughs> I have 832 points? I didn't spend shit. <laughs> 21,000. What the fuck? J- <laughs> Does Molly use them? No! I don't know who the fuck is hacked. I need to change my password or something. <laughs> I have not used shit. I have 832 points. I had like 4,000 like two weeks ago. Do you make mad, guys. Shoot pissed. Is there a way you can... Okay, points history. <laughs> it doesn't tell you when you've used your points last. Mine does. Where do you where do you see it at? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I had no I had no idea what I was starting by bringing this yeah, up. You opened up a yeah. bag this is of shit. Poor shit. <laughs> so guys, I only have four hundred and sixty because I just cashed in. And bought Levi and myself a large Supreme Pizza Friday night. Good work, good work. Yep. Uh, I have 2300 right now. Okay. But I cashed in like a month ago for gas. And I got uh, it at 74 cents a gallon. That's a sweet deal right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gas pushing 360 I know. And I was, and I got cashed in was like at 399 that's a good deal. It was a good deal. You made a smart Midwest move. <laughs> hey, Joel, how many points you got? It doesn't get? tell me when I use... Where does it, does it tell you where you when you use points? No, it doesn't. <laughs> okay, that's some bullshit. I can tell you my lifetime points. I know I got my lifetime points, oh, too. Oh, we've all got lifetime points? Should we talk yeah. lifetime points? Lifetime points, I got them. Okay, my first, my first... 57,000. Oh, you beat me. 47,000 for me. 50,875. Am I the winner? JT, what you got? I only got 37,885. Oh, wow. oh my wow. God. The wow. coach wow. showing us. That's all those Nordstrom days. I'm so fucking pissed <laughs> Every off. Every morning. Joel, you should definitely roll into Casey's tomorrow. And slam I'm going to fucking ask counter. him about it. I'm like, where the fuck are all my points? <laughs> Maybe that's in the frequently asked questions section. Where the fuck are all my points? <laughs> oh, all shit. Right. I need to fucking... I want to change my password or something right now. You better get that high security Casey's password. Yeah. Turn on that two-factor authentication. It's <laughs> happening right now. Go through your email and your phone and your ring doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening right now oh shit that's all I got for news alright <laughs> my password's been updated <laughs> hopefully this fucker stays out of my Casey's account 
Stealing my fucking points. Man, that guy over in India really wants those points. It's probably fucking Cha. <laughs> oh. Fucking hot. <laughs> Isn't her shit getting hacked? Like she had a Taco Bell app or something that people she are ordering did. off of? What was going on with that? I never even asked because I didn't really care. But oh, it had to do with Cha. <laughs> Oh, I love our inside jokes, or whatever these are. Um, why don't we get into listener mail? Okay, if we let's could. Do it. I gotta open the bag. Wait, Please, let's open let's the bag. We still need to open the bag. Yeah. Uh, okay, you guys ready? <laughs> sure. <laughs> there we go. Just... Last little bit. Just Last little bit it. always gets stuck. It's weird. It's a sticky zipper. A sticky, a sticky zippy. <laughs> I didn't say sticky zippy. I did. <laughs> guys, I feel like we're fighting a lot on this episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy with you guys. God. <laughs> let's all take not... a trip together. Yeah, let's all take a trip together. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll solve it. Hey, kayfabe, kayfabe, kayfabe. <laughs> Hey, sticky zippy, sticky zippy, sticky zippy. Sticky zippy. <laughs> All right, first letter. I'm a disgusting fuck. <laughs> I didn't hit send on that. <laughs> hey, guys. Just a quick one to say, sorry, Cole, but I have been in a... <laughs> I have seen a Serbian film, Quick Backstory. Whoa. Wow. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, 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 wow. I had found the human centipede on the shelf in my local DVD rental shop. It looked fucked, so I wanted to see it. This is before it blew up, so I went in blind. I watched it alone and could not carry on in life until I knew someone else had seen it, too. I just felt unclean after watching it. So, like the ring, I passed it on. Knowing my university friend, Dean, who was my first-year helper... We were assigned people in first year to help us with our final fashion Don't collections. Look at the bowl, Dean. No, look at their Dean. Was Ollie? <laughs> Dean was also into fucked up movies. I believe. I told him he should watch The Human Centipede. Oh no! To return the favor, he told me to watch a Serbian film. So oh. I did. Guys, don't watch it. I told my younger sister not to watch it. So of course she did. And she cried. Please don't make Dinosaur Neil watch this movie. <laughs> I've actually seen all the movies in the top five list Troy read out last week. Apart, uh, apart from August Underground. Why? I had to turn wow. that one off. Another cute story. The most recent guy I dated was into horror movies like me. So that's how we bonded. That first at-home movie watch was Necromantic 2. It was an obvious Ooh. choice because we'd both already seen Necromantic 1. Of course. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Have fun looking that one up. Love you guys. Uh, Elizabeth. Exo Blood Drop. Exo Skull. Exo Heart. Elizabeth, I am wow. still taking the heart. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, right. I'll take the X's. I'll oh, be kissing. I'll be Joel kissing be this kissing. time. Also looking up Necromantic right now. Also, Troy, you missed, a, you missed an email right below that one. Oh, did I? Yeah. Well, hold on. P.S. Dean and I reunited to watch Human Centipede 2 together, and his poor boyfriend had to watch it with us. Oh, wow. Sorry, Dan. 
Dan and Dean? Dan and Dan. Dean. Wow. Good old Double D. That is an amazing couple. Yeah, it Dan is. Dan and Dean. Oh, this looks... <laughs> oh. What? I'm looking up Necromantic. Cole, why are you getting hard over here? Necromantic Stop. 1 or 2. Well, there's one. It was made in 87. Oh. JT, have you ever seen a Serbian film, and why is it your favorite movie? <laughs> No, I have heard of a Serbian film. I had some friends in college, I think, that started to watch it, but they were like, nope, they shut that shit right off. Shut it down. Shut it down. Um, I did forget an email before. I'll say, I, I better make sure you read it, otherwise he will never let us yeah. live it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was under the advertising line, so I usually yep. forget. Uh, oh, God, I just read the end of this. <laughs> Oh my god. Commits I'm just gonna say it. He commits suicide by stabbing himself in the stomach while simultaneously ejaculating. <laughs> Sexy. So, so they, they watch him come then? How do you know he's ejaculating? I don't fucking know. <laughs> they Elizabeth! Show, they show him stab himself in the stomach like like a under undercarriage shot of like his oh. <laughs> Elizabeth, my stomach is turning. Write in next week about why you decided to watch Necromantic 2. Did you need to see more of this? It was a bonding thing. Yeah, they're bonding. Sorry, I forgot you were bonding with Dean while Dan was there. <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah. What God. Else? Why would you not watch anything Necromantic without Dan and Dean? Dan Dean. Dan Dean? <laughs> Dan Dean. Why, that's quite dandy. <laughs> Is that, a, is that a new character? <laughs> Dan Dean. Uh-oh. Here we Dan go. Dan Dean? The necromantic connoisseur, Dan Dean? <laughs> the necromantic Dan Dean? God. <laughs> That's your fucking gimmick, JT? The necromantic Dan Dean? <laughs> Coming 2024. Coming again. 2024. Yeah. <laughs> Coming 2024 and never stopping. God. All right. Next letter. <coughs> so I watched a Serbian film. Stop it. <laughs> what did we start? Way to go, Cole. You did this. No, Troy did this. <laughs> he read that stupid fucking list. That meant nothing. It's not, it's, it meant nothing. <laughs> it meant nothing. <laughs> All right. First, I read that most disturbing movie list, and I'd only seen half. What a fucking fail. I intend to remedy this onto a Serbian film. Oh, wow. The first hour is a laugh. You follow a retired porn star who somehow is the Picasso of porn with a penis that is seemingly the greatest gift to humanity since fire. And oh, so Boogie Nights. <laughs> I love Boogie Nights. Yeah. And somehow that man looks like the strung out 50-year-old drummer of your local Creed cover band. You see the Creeds going back on tour? I'm pumped. <laughs> Can you take me higher? Is, oh. is Scott Stapps uh, sick of being homeless? <laughs> yes. He's not getting any BJs next to Kid Rock anymore. <laughs> Just sitting next to each other on the couch getting BJs. <laughs> High-fiving. Yeah. <laughs> Just constantly high-fiving while I was like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, 
yes, 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 yes. Um. Anyway, on with the letter. The dichotomy alone is the exact absurdity that maintains ninety percent of this dumb movie. So the drummer to for take me higher ends up with an unstoppable drug-induced boner and goes on in an unintentional fuck a hole fun. Oh, wow. It's only the last 20 minutes when he does the plot of The Hangover to find out all the terrible shit he was forced to do, that there's anything gross, and there isn't so absurd that it isn't just a black comedy. Hmm. That must be, that's a a black fucking comedy then, if you're thinking, <laughs> oh, see, it was pretty funny that he did his, this terrible shit. Yeah. That's pretty funny. So this person makes it seem not so awful as the Wikipedia plot made it seem. Yeah, the the plot uh, that you read, because I did not care to read it, <laughs> sounded gross. Yeah. It did not seem like a laugh-a-minute black com- I know black comedy is not supposed to be like a ha-ha kind of deal, but I do not think the words I heard from you would be a black comedy to me. No. We also need to take into account who's writing this email. I was going to say... Well, who is this? We'll get to that in just a second. Because <laughs> there's one person from north of the border I'm thinking of. <laughs> that would tell me I take this with a grain of fucking salt. None of it, though, is as upsetting as the phrase raw cheese. Raw cheese? Raw cheese? <laughs> Stop stealing my gimmick. That's just milk. <laughs> Nina, get it together. That's Sam, by the way. And he signs off with raw cheese, milk, and an eggplant. I knew it. I'm not taking... Always an eggplant. (laughs) Sam, I'm not taking any of your fucking sign-offs. Not after that. I knew it was you. JT, what are your thoughts on raw cheese? The fact that Nina said that shit last week (laughs) is absurd. Just like most of her food takes... And I completely agree with all of you going off on the fact that she said, Roar cheese. (laughs) It's Roar! (laughs) Tell her, JT, she's unbooked from any Iowa promotion going forward. Just blackballer. Blackballer, JT. No chance at all. She can only be booked as Roar Nina. Yes. And come out with one of those 90s Packers cheese hats. (laughs) 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 Shit. Um, Speaking of, (laughs) next letter, a top five. Oh. Hello, friends. It's a me, the person who can. I need to take this out of my ear because I can't read and listen to myself at the same time. Hello, friends. It's a me, the person who can piss Bucky off with two words. Raw cheese. It's not just me, Nina. The (laughs) world is pissed at you. That's true. The world's pissed. (laughs) I have recently started listening to a food-related podcast in hopes to bring more heated debates and conversations. Hoping that they also say raw cheese. (laughs) Because it seems to be a hit. I love the fact that you're just listening to that. To get food debates going. <laughs> no other reason. That's it. 
And today's main topic is top five favorite cookies. The list can be made up of homemade or store-bought. I think we've done this before. I think we did during a Christmas episode. Uh, Christmas. Probably. probably. I, would, I, I think so. Here's mine. Number five. Snickerdoodle. I like Snickerdoodles. Snickerdoodles are good. Number four. The peanut butter cookies with the kisses pushed into them. Ooh. Yeah. Those are good. What are, the, uh, are those like small? Not nah, I can't remember what they're called. Samosas? No. No, nah, not samosas. <laughs> Samoans? No. No. <laughs> Somalia. Sure. Number this is three. Samsonite? <laughs> oh, I was way, I was off. way off. <laughs> Number three. The raspberry cheesecake cookies from Subway. Sick. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Number two. The frosted oatmeal cookies you can get from Walmart. Oh, they're so cardboard and number one a fresh a fresh m&m cookie fresh seasoned M&M cookie. <laughs> small seasoned curlies <laughs> i can't wait to hear your list and i hope i'm not bullied too much on this one oh, you are um, before your letter even started you were getting bullied <laughs> I got nothing wrong with this list. I've never had the Subway cookie. No. It's I, fine. I usually just get I usually just get their uh, chocolate chip cookie from Subway, because Subway's cookies, I don't, they put crack in those fucking things. They do. Mm. Jesus Christ, Subway cookies are insane. So I pulled up my list. I have it still. Wow. wow. I save all this shit that I do for this fucking show. <laughs> Top five cookies. I don't know when it was written. I don't care. Here we go. White chocolate chip macadamia. Okay. okay. Solid. Oatmeal raisin. Okay. Man. Snickerdoodle. Uh-huh. Oh. The peanut butter with the kisses. <laughs> okay. Okay. And chocolate covered Oreos. Wow. Oh, damn. That's indulgent. Yes. Man. I am quite the indulger. <laughs> they call me the indulger. <laughs> they call me a Serbian indulger gross yes i know i do enjoy me a uh, double stuffed oreo not triple stuffed. triple stuff's too much double stuff mega mega's too mega's too much double wait stuff. hold on they don't make they a triple make triple stuff. yeah it's like yeah well it's the mega but like the one where it's like <laughs> huge <laughs> i was called triple I don't oh, the... nobody <laughs> ever did <laughs> except for you hold on <laughs> why do you call it the triple because it's the next it's the next oh step. fuck you it <laughs> doesn't say on the packaging oh fuck it no. i'm going i'm going by not a commercial an advertisement nothing that's ever said try the new triple stuffed oreo no it's a mega okay fine i'm sorry i'm sorry that... i went i went i went beyond oreo's marketing <laughs> that sounds like that sounds fuck like a you. conversation you'd be checking out in line and you go yeah, I call them triple stuffed. <laughs> I don't get them, so I that's I forgot they were called mega. I don't get them. I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know why this is so funny. <laughs> Just Cole's violent reaction. Do you say a triple? And like, wait, do you mean mega? 
No, a triple. Sure. Well, they call them megas. I call them triples. <laughs> <laughs> just his arms thrown up in the air, like, what the fuck are we doing anymore? <laughs> this, yeah, it was a very violent reaction. Yeah, deservedly so. <laughs> you piece of fucking shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Triple stuff my fucking cock. <laughs> my God. <laughs> What what oil hurt you that this is so offensive? Next song. <laughs> I don't think I have the old top five list anymore. And I I've, I've had another I've had a new phone since then, so I don't I I know for sure I don't have it. I back up all my shit and then I back up my backups. <laughs> I always delete I love my, my phone, phone notes. <laughs> Try again. I yeah, save I... everything in my laptop so I can just get it on my phone. Dude, I've got top five candies, cookies, cocktails, love songs. <laughs> you went real hard on the cock. <laughs> <laughs> candies, cookies, cocktails. <laughs> top five killed? What is this? Killed? I don't think that was, was a list characters. Oh, you want to know the top five killed characters quick? Oh, here we I go. Do. Number five, John Murison. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, which I think he made an appearance recently, which is a problem. <laughs> Shit Holland Boy 2. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Santa. <laughs> Number two, Rusty Rhodes. Oh my god. And number one, the oldest man alive died, apparently. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Well, I love oh, you thanks. consider him a character. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you call mega stuff triple stuff. Fuck. Um, I can't narrow down a cookie list at this point in my life. Yeah. I can't do it. Just give me your favorite. My mom makes a pumpkin chocolate chip cookie. That's Ooh. really good. It's like soft forever. Never gets crispy. It's just soft. Forever. Forever. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. I'm going to talk to her tomorrow. Really? I'm going to talk to her tomorrow. Do it. When I get my meal. You know what she's making tomorrow? Pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. She's fucking better. Triple stuff Oreos. <laughs> you know what she's making for lunch tomorrow? What? Pull it up in your phone. Pull it up right pull now. Pull it up right now. Tell me. Well, first off, tell you what. I'm getting her breakfast tomorrow. It's bagels and cream cheese. Wow. And then for lunch, is hamburger gravy, mashed potatoes, mixed veggies, and a jello cake. Hamburger with gravy? Hamburger gravy. Hamburger gravy. What the fuck you put is over mashed hamburger potatoes. gravy? It's delicious, okay? Thursday's tacos and Friday's a grilled cheese and cheese. Hamburger gravy? <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> I call it triple stuffed burgers. I call it triple. I call it triple stuff gravy. <laughs> you fuck. Back to the letter. I'm still <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> JT, look what you fucking done. I'm gonna end this email on a sappy note. I just want to let you guys know I love and appreciate all three of you. Your podcast is something I look forward to and can brighten up my day, even if I'm having a rough time. Extra love to Cole. You are a great friend, buddy, and I don't think you are a piece of shit. Thank Aww. you for always being there. Much love, guys. Nina, Blackheart, Greenheart, Regular Heart. Nina, I call wow. the 
Black art. Regular art. Ah, I guess I got the green art. That's right. Slime. Suck it. Slime. Slime. Damn it. Every time. <laughs> Nina, we love you too and look forward to your letters yes. every week. Fantastic, Nina. Also, if it ever comes out that Cole has been writing Nina's emails, <laughs> it's going to be quite the scandal. Fuck, how do you find out? Quite. <laughs> just... Oh, by the way, Cole is an amazing person. <laughs> <laughs> All the women of Joe Davies should throw themselves. (laughs) Me as Nina thinks Cole is the hottest person to ever live. And all the women in in Elizabeth should throw themselves at him. Me, Nina, the one currently writing this email. Definitely Nina. (laughs) Says. Hey, Piper, stop throwing that. I'm Nina. Oh shit, is it voice to text? Oh shit, I oh, forgot no. his voice how to text. This off? Oh shit, me as Nina doesn't know how to erase this. <laughs> Anyways, thanks Nina, great email. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to your future emails praising me. <laughs> also, keep listening to that food podcast. Also, yeah. I, I, need, I need your new password, Nina. I don't know how to get in your email again. <laughs> I've been found. Uh, last letter. The heart of a lion. What? What? Hello, gentlemen. I hope this email finds you well. First of all, I just want to say that I do miss the pervy characters and top fives. You guys really have given up. It's really sad. It's true. Yeah, we kind of have given up the past couple (laughs) months. Okay, I really have nothing tonight. I'm at a negative 92 calorie food deficit for the day, and I am on my fifth captain and diet at Cajun. Holy shit. (laughs) Cold just showed up. What a piece of shit. Anywho, have a good show. Can't imagine this movie was any good. Way to go, JT Energy. (laughs) Wow. Love always, Chaw. XO Beers, XO Lion, XO Heart. Wow. I call the X's. I, I call the lion. God damn it. Can't even call the beer. Yeah. You yeah, just you look at it. <laughs> can't even drink it. Fuck me. Sent from Cajun Jacks, <laughs> obviously, where I am in no shape to be sending an email. Hashtag 648 p.m. I think I Man. bought her her sixth after that email. Wow. Yep. You well, enabler. Maybe, maybe this uh, tell you what happened is after that yet. sixth one. <laughs> You were just finishing up Nina's email as you walked in. <laughs> Shut up! How'd you know? <laughs> were you there? Did you see it? Fuck! Well, I mean, Joel, what went on in the tournament random guys, movies this week? We're on the last Give Me a Quarter, I Love Quarterfinals. Is this where Havens takes it three out of four? We're, we'll see, because it I is, of course... from before, yeah, probably. Meet the Parents versus Bruce Almighty, winning with 75% of the vote. Give it to me, baby. <laughs> it's, meet, it's, it's Meet the Parents. God, Cole's, yes! Cole is now, again, 3-1 to one against Troy. <sighs> Two tournaments in a row. What would, you, what would you do if Troy wins this one, too? I quit. <laughs> Guys, I quit the podcast. I, you will officially quit. I am telling you all. Okay, here we go. I'm putting 
I'm putting it down, guys. <laughs> this is news even to Troy and Joel. Okay, if Troy wins this tournament, <laughs> I am stepping away from Review Review Podcast. Do I still get a veto? Yeah. <laughs> Do I still get my veto? You'll go, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course Sweet. you get your veto. There's double rules on this one. Whoever wins gets the veto, and if Troy wins, you never have to listen to me again. I'm gone. I quit. Wow. No call-ins, no show-ups. I'm home every Tuesday night. I'm done. No, you're not. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're not. Fuck around and find out. You're not. Sam, if you fucking just overload <laughs> these fucking votes. Call but Cole, if you lose, the black phone's gonna go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the movie we do, if you lose, will be the black phone. So what's the final four? What's the final four? Okay, final four. We're gonna have... These will, this movie will be reviewed by us at a later date. Uh, it will be Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, The Hunt for Red October, The Black Phone, and Meet the Parents. And the only one Troy's got is The Black Phone. <laughs> yes. Fuck! <laughs> I want The Black Phone. <laughs> Cole's going to vote for the movie that will make him leave the show. Hey, Troy, we'll make a trade. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> But next week, Cole, it's just both your picks. Oh, hell yeah. I guess I'm winning, motherfucker. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective versus The Hunt for Red October. Ooh. Comedy versus comedy. Yeah. <laughs> the the well-known comedy, The Hunt for Red October. <laughs> Shit. JT, what's your, what's your pick for this one? Which comedy? We are going to go with The Hunt for Red October. Wow. Going the, going the Tom Clancy route. Mm. The Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan route. Is it a Jack Ryan? Yeah. It's Alec Baldwin plays him. I did not know that. Sean Connery plays a... Sean Connery plays a, a rogue Soviet agent that's bringing a, a submarine into American waters, and they don't know whether he's there to start a war or to turn. Sean Connery... The Scottish, the Scottish, Scottish man alive. The Scottish, Scottish? the Scottish Soviet. <laughs> the Scottish man alive. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so Ace Ventura, Pet Detective versus The Hunt for Red October. We'll see who moves on next week. Okay. Sounds like a plan. I bet I win. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> That's a safe bet. If you don't win this one, right, will you quit the show? If you yeah, don't... if I don't win this. If nobody votes in this. <laughs> nobody votes. Then I know I'm not wanted anymore. <laughs> Guys, there were zero votes on this. Yeah, so, so both movies are out. <laughs> God, you fucks. If you do that to me. Cole. Yes. What happens if one of these two movies 69s? Oh. oh. Right. The 69 rule still does apply. Still applies. 69 rule could apply. Fuck, I mean, well, I guess you can't get rid of me then. All right. I'll take it. Hmm. Cole will always take a 69. Wow. Hmm. Bada bing. Yeah. <laughs> 
both those things I didn't like. The 69 and the bada bing. I think the bada bing I hated more. I think the bada bing was more offensive than the <laughs> than the 69. Whatever, you fucks. You bada bastards. <laughs> bada bastards. <laughs> that was so bad. Holy shit. Well, I think that puts us right at the top of thine hour. Close. One hour, seven minutes, 45 seconds. Feels like we've been doing the show for days. Uh, That's because our pre-show went 40 (laughs) fucking minutes. This one did feel exceptionally long. You know what felt long? The Marvel talk. (laughs) It's the Marvel talk. Not a character in sight. Not not a one. God, imagine if there was a character on this one. (laughs) It'd be an hour 20 right now. It'd be two hours and then it'd be be top of the hour. Golly. Wait, anybody hear that outside? No, no I didn't shut either. up! No. I didn't <laughs> shut your mouth! <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> uh, January eleventh, nineteen ninety one. Wow! Oh, was that the same date as Royal Rumble ninety <laughs> one? Probably not. <laughs> Number one song. Number one song that came out. Ooh, is it? Oh, JT, you want to you want a first uh, first crack at it? Uh, New Kids on the Block. No. By the way, it was January 19th, 91. No. Gloria S. Stefan. No. It is a lady. Oh, I was going to say Millie Vanilli. Madonna. Uh Uh-oh. Name the song? I don't know if I've ever heard this. It's like her weird sex song, Justify My Love. Oh. I thought all of her songs I, were the weird sex songs. I don't think I know this one I always, I always know this song from, uh... <clears throat> there's like a Wayne's World bit where, like, Wayne, Wayne falls asleep and goes into a Madonna video. <laughs> and it's the video for this where it's like, Garth is wearing, like, a skin-tight latex suit and, like, dancing in an <laughs> empty room. That was in a Wayne's World? No, it was all oh, a Wayne's World bit. Oh, it was on SNL. Yeah, it was on SNL. It was like a Wayne's World bit. He like falls asleep and he's in a Madonna video and he like makes out with Madonna, and then oh, he God. runs in his other room and Garth is in like a skin tight latex suit and he's like dancing. Okay. I don't think I know. I don't think I even know that song. Want you to justify my love? Yeah. Early yeah, it's 90s it's, it's not as Madonna. well known. <clears throat> But JT, know that song? Uh, I've heard of it. Not one of my top Madonna songs I'd ever put on. JT, what is your top Madonna song you'd put on? Uh, if you have one, "Like a Prayer." Ah, that's a solid one. "Like a Prayer." Is that like? Oh, uh, is it "Like a Prayer"? Or... <laughs> I thought it was Cyndi Lauper. Maybe it is Madonna. I don't think I have a top. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is Madonna. I was gonna say that didn't sound like a prayer. It's a weird fucking opening. There we go. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh. JT, you ever come out to this song? I feel like this is you. Oh yeah, you should come out to this song. I mean, I will. 
<laughs> okay, if you'll ever actually take one of my fucking bookings, but you, you can come out but, to this song. But you have to book me as Dan Dean, the necromancer. The necromancer <laughs> Dan Dean, coming out to like a prayer. Dan Dean, the necromantic, <laughs> coming out to like a prayer. <laughs> Here he comes, the necromancer Dan <laughs> Dean. <laughs> And you know what? When you when you work for me, you can work against Pat with whatever the fuck his name is that he told me he wants to come out to. What? Do you remember this, Joel? Is no. it Dean Dan? No, hold on. <laughs> Dean Dan versus Dan Dean? It was. Hold on. It, it's coming. Hold on. Uh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Wants to come out to oh yeah, Jody High Roller. Jody High Roller. <laughs> Dan Dean the Necromantic versus Jody High Roller. <laughs> That's gonna be my next underground show that I book. Holy fuck! Homegrown underground. Is that with special guest referee Raw Cheese? Oh, oh. man. <laughs> Special guest ref, Roar Cheese. <laughs> Roar, Roar <laughs> Cheese. Anyways. Budget, $6 million. Domestically brought in $24 million. This was not released uh, worldwide. Man. You think it would be? I would like to argue that, but I could not find any worldwide <laughs> budget. But in my notes and trivia... I do have that it was released in other countries. So. I, say, I think it came out in France first. <clears throat> it was like, that's free why it in says, those countries. Because I think that's why it's like uh, a 1990 release, but then like the release date for here is 91. Hmm. I think it came out in France and England. Because I like, I saw that like different titles depending on the country that it came out in. Yeah, I had like five different titles for this movie. <laughs> I'll get to those in just a second. But uh, Rotten Tomatoes is at 39%. Oh, boy. IMDb, 6.2 out of 10. Metacritic, 41. Letterbox, 3 out of 5. Oh. And Kai Kick <laughs> gives it 4.5 out of 5 stars. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Last week, what, what was that website about what parents need to know? Oh, Cole, do you have it? <laughs> oh, I don't have it, but I will. Well, you common sense look that media. shit up when now. that common sense media, what parents need to know. Okay, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves for two seconds. <laughs> this so needs to I'll be an go... ongoing thing. <laughs> While you're looking that up, I'll go with the un or the other release titles in other countries. Yes. Perfect. So it was released as Lionheart. Yeah. Uh, in the U.S., but it also is known as A Wall. Wrong bet. <laughs> Full Contact, and Leon. <laughs> That's it. I love that there's a movie called Leon the Professional, and they were still like, let's call this Leon. Yeah. It's different enough. Yeah. <laughs> it would be even funnier if it was Leon the Unprofessional. <laughs> it's different enough. Different enough. You know what's wild? When I was writing this note, he actually said wrong bet. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, my God, it's meant to be. Is he watching me? (laughs) Is he watching me through time and space? 
Um, Take another beer, Troy. Oh, yeah, sure. Cole, you got uh, what the parents think of this yet? No, and here's why. They didn't have it listed? I don't think it's on here. Probably not. It I Common Sense Media only has like more popular movies. Uh-oh. Well, this this movie is for sure for all kids. Then it's fine. Oh, well, yeah. here's why. I looked up Lionheart and the overall like summary: breezy tale of Nigerian woman in corporate man's world. Oh no, that's probably not right. This is not the right Lionheart <laughs> guy. <clears throat> but in that movie, just so you know, there's revealing in swimsuits. Uh oh. And and shit is heard twice. (laughs) We're gonna say shit. I mean twice. It could be the same movie. I'm gonna keep looking, but I'm pissed now. (laughs) This is considered to be one of Jean Claude Van Damme's best movies. Oh according to Van Damme fans. Uh speaking of Van Damme fans. We got number one in the hot seat right here, JT Energy. This was your pick. This was your patron pick. Could you please tell us why and give us a synopsis of this movie? Can you explain yourself? Yes. So uh, I went, I I did some research coming into this, and I even went back and listened to your Bloodsport review, which was bad. Cole, wow. Cole at least said it was very nostalgic for him, just like for me, because it used to be on movies for guys who like movies. Thank you, JT. But I think, Troy, you gave it an F and didn't even rewatch the movie. <laughs> and Joel gave it a D minus. <laughs> you fuckers. But just like how Bloodsport was on all the time on TNT or TBS... I felt like the USA Network played Lionheart all the time on the weekends. And when I would see this movie on, I got so stoked, probably because it felt like the Americanized version of what Bloodsport was. So I still got Jean-Claude doing his spin kicks, fighting people with the big heroic tail at the end. And that's where all the nostalgia came from. But the synopsis of this movie. So, of course, we have brothers who are torn apart. One's deep into drugs, while the other has been, uh, he's in the French Foreign Legion. Lyon. <laughs> Both the, the brothers Gautier. And as the one is deep into drugs, drugs have gone bad. And he makes a bad <laughs> drug deal. And he is lit on fire. <laughs> and as he's burning in the hospital as his well as he's burning and runs into a wall and then goes to the hospital his wife and child are there as he screams from the last what seems like dying breath leon <laughs> and finally the letter gets to his brother the french foreign legion those bastards won't let him leave so he Jean-Claude's the hell right out of there, beats everyone up, steals a Jeep, gets on a boat, swims through the ocean, finds the underground fight club, and he fights his way, fight after fight, all the way up until Attila, the man that was built for WWE fame that never made it there. And he, 
He beats that man's ass at the end, and we get the triumphant tale of Lionheart. Wowzers. Wow. And there's a review, guys. All right, so let's give our grades out. <laughs> I, could, I didn't see the Common Sense Media review, but I did pull up one from Movie Guide where they specifically made a review for Christians. Oh, <laughs> okay. that's it for this I one. need to read the last paragraph of let's this review because it. it's amazing. There are plenty of ridiculous situations in Lionheart. However, a more important question is, what is this new leisure activity that harkens back to the gladiator days of the Roman Empire? As long as gambling, drunkenness, violence, and obscenity are presented as normal and acceptable, one can only presume that these cravings will only worsen. <laughs> oh my. This, they're basically uh, predicting that this movie will lead to the end of American society, I guess. <laughs> as a Christian, I'm concerned. Oh yeah. <laughs> These are making us act like Romans. <laughs> I also found the best review I've ever come across of this movie and sent it to all three of you. And I'm not sure if you had a chance to oh, watch Jesus. it in the synopsis oh, of yeah. how they break it down. But that felt like exactly why I love this movie. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it because like I started watching it and I was like, oh, this is just going to just take away from the things I'm going to bring up on the show. So I don't want to make it feel like <laughs> I'm just going to rip off this video. Um, as an English teacher, I had a very nerdy observation to start. Uh -oh. Jean-Claude Van Damme's first three movies were great compound nouns for all of his titles. Oh, my God. Bloodsport, Kickboxer, and Lionheart. <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyed his compound nouns. God. I never thought you would ever get into compound nouns on the on the podcast. Here we are, guys. We talked to direct objects today in eighth grade if you want me to get into <laughs> guys, direct objects. It. I mean, Street Fighter would be a compound noun, but it's just two separate words. That's right. That's right. But Kickboxer, Bloodsport, and Lionheart, they all work well <laughs> in the compound noun world. How about those saxophones in this song, in this uh, mu movie, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I think I had a series of mini strokes. <laughs> the soundtrack to this is like pure 80s. Holy shit. Like early 90s. Like, yeah. I think we just did a movie that I th had the same kind of vibe, and I was into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he's walking down the street looking all disheveled and, like, <laughs> wearing the same clothes fucking oh week after week, <laughs> and that saxophone's playing, Uh huh. I feel like this guy's going through time. And he's <laughs> freezing, by the way. Freezing in New York City while they're he's being attacked by gangs wearing the most <laughs> small... <laughs> The, the smallest of, like, wife beaters. Oh. <laughs> well, before we well, go too far, can we he... talk about the French Foreign Legion? Please. <laughs> My God, what a bunch of fucking pricks. Holy he shit. He doesn't even say he's leaving. He just says, I kind of want to go check on my brother. And they're like, four weeks in the hot box. <laughs> this French Foreign... Also, I have two did you notices in this movie. Uh oh. Did you notice who one of the security guards at the French Foreign Legion is? Billy Blanks. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> wow. Mr. Tybo, Billy Blanks. Mr. Tybo? Yes. I did notice that uh the the main chick's 
uh, right hand man is sh- is oh, Shao yeah. Kahn from Mortal Kombat oh, Annihilation. Yeah. <laughs> I did point that out. <laughs> That's him. Yeah, yeah. That's a hundred percent Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That guy's the worst actor. <laughs> oh, I I couldn't wait to see him talk because I'm like, you're fucking awful. <laughs> JT, I like this movie for all the wrong reasons. I hope you know that. Oh, my God. Oh. So, yes, I do. I love the opening scene because it's ridiculous. The music, like you said, I love the underlying tone of, like, the same sad notes that just continue to play throughout the movie, but in different ways. So it's always that one little, like little bit of music that constantly follows you and they change it up to like portray the emotions that are going on during the movie but i like that right away we get of course our van damme first fight scene where he stabs the guy in the hand and (laughs) i love that he jumps in the jeep and then takes off like a bat out of hell and then he runs out of gas and then (laughs) apparently just keeps running because in the little thing that I sent you, they're like, he drives into the desert, and then the French Foreign Legion turn around and can't follow his tracks somehow and have to come back and say they lost him, even <laughs> though he was driving a Jeep. Well, they were going to run out of gas, too, so they had to come back and refuel. Yeah, I guess you're right. But, of course, <laughs> How- we get him just fucking stumbling through the desert and finding his way to the dock, so that way he can find his way to... America. <laughs> yeah, how far out there that are they that they can't just like drive to a ta- like it's just like oh shit we went as far as we can with the tank of gas that we had we have to drive back how do they leave how do they ever leave that base <laughs> they they forgot to grab the extra gas can yeah That's... when they came back why didn't you just try and follow them again with extra gas. It's just kind of like, eh, he's probably going to die. Fuck it. Also, I know you touched on this in your, your early recap, JT, but that guy getting lit on fire and running, <laughs> running into the wall. Runs into the wall and just falls. Was unintentionally hilarious. Do they ever, they never go back to any reason why that took place. <laughs> I just I I've rewatched this a couple times leading up to today and I just like that at the very start he's like trying to get his high off what I assume is cocaine and he just goes this is sugar and the Fuck other guy's sugar. like yeah and this is gasoline <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he did like the only the only little bit of semblance of like what the brothers up to that they give you is that his wife says something along the lines of like, you let him grow up on the streets. That's it. Drugs, man. What let him, what let him down the path that he's dealing with people that will just try and sell him sugar and then light him on fire. <laughs> also like too, he came with money to buy drugs. They yeah. give him sugar and then kill him. <laughs> what is, yeah. You're really, you're really fucking up your, your clientele when it, when that comes out, like what's the fucking, uh, What's the Craigslist fucking listing going to be like on that? This guy's a really bad drug dealer. Yeah. Must have been his first drug What'd deal. What'd this guy do? 
I, he he must have taken a little bit too long to pay up on his debts, and they said, "Fuck this guy, we're keeping <laughs> the coke." So. Maybe so. It's like, oh shit, he found out we're just selling sugar. Kill him. I felt like <laughs> I felt like this movie was going to turn into like like a Jean Claude Van Damme revenge movie, and then like halfway through, Jean Claude Van Damme was like, "I wanted to be about fight clubs." It's like, well, that kind of fucks up our story. I don't know what to do. No, it's about fight clubs now. All right, just tell him when he gets to the hospital that they found the guys that killed his brother, and then now he's going to do fight clubs, I guess. Well, he's a screenwriter for this movie. Jean-Claude is. He probably stepped in and was like, we're not doing the dead brother thing now. Because there's no reason why the brother needs to be dead for him to go to America and do fight clubs. Nope. He's it's just, a very loosely It's veiled. very out of nowhere where it's like, by the way, my brother's dead, and now I'm going to do fight clubs. I need to do fight clubs now. Yeah. Well, he starts I, wonder, doing... I wonder if they thought, okay, in uh, in Kickboxer specifically, they, they have a brother storyline. And I wonder, that's a revenge tale where at the end, he fucks up the guy that fucks up his brother. And I wonder if in this, they were like, we can't do the no. same thing as Kickboxer. Let's take... <laughs> Let's let's swerve them, and yeah. we're gonna make Attila the big guy at the end. Nothing say, about my brother. I thought for sure they were gonna like do this big reveal where it's like, oh, that chick was behind killing his brother. No, no, it never comes up again. <laughs> like they find the guys that killed his brother, and he's in jail, and they're in jail. Like it's like it's so matter of factly too. He like asks the asks the doctor like, who who did this to my brother? Oh, they found him. That's okay. Well, where's his family? Oh, maybe I should support them. Never bring up the people that killed his brother ever again. <laughs> also, for that scene, when does a doctor ever know the results <laughs> of like a crime investigation? Yeah, this, this doctor's very invested in this whole situation. <laughs> Where are you coming from, John Clotter? Leon. That you, the doctors know about crime investigations. Also, I want to know who put out the brother. There was no one in that scene that was looking like they were going to put that brother out. <laughs> Same thing. I was like, that man should be a pile of soot. Because he was in f- a flame. And everyone was just like kind of walking away. I wonder if the drug dealers also came back and just stomped it out. <laughs> Gave him some Garvin stomps to put it out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, I dumped that sugar on him. Yeah, he used the sugar to save his own yeah. life. I, he sugared himself. Guys, I've never had even Coke in front of me, okay? But I'm pretty sure Coke and sugar have very different consistency. <laughs> I think it definitely does. That you can't just hold sugar and be like, well, this isn't Coke. <laughs> Now you gotta snort no, it first. Even, no, yeah, yeah, he didn't even try it. And he was like, oh, this is sugar. <laughs> like, you can tell, damn it. <laughs> He's a really bad drug dealer. First drug dealer, I'm telling <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, he was like, all right, guys, I think I'm gonna get in the, I'm gonna get into the drug dealing business. I got this sweet deal down under the docks. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna make no, <laughs> I'm gonna do no research. I was gonna go, I'm gonna try this out and see how it goes. Uh, well, maybe it was powdered sugar. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay, if that's the case. Yeah. Wow. Ah, it's fucking powdered sugar. <laughs> Wait, is this confectioner's sugar? <laughs> is this confectionery? <laughs> <laughs> you making cream cheese frosting here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
do you guys make uh, of Jean-Claude Van Damme as a 90s action star hero? Does, is, does he rank up there with, like, a Schwarzenegger? Or is he, like, tears down? Okay, so here's what I was just going to ask. Let's list some 90s action stars. Yeah. Okay. Schwarzenegger, of course, is top tier. Yeah. I would say he's one. Yes. Yeah. Who else? I think a lot of, like, those, especially the, like, American-style action stars are... They're almost like at a different tier where it's like they like Arnold Schwarzenegger never fight like does like action scenes like a Jean Claude Van Damme. No, I was actually when I was thinking about this for the show, I came like from that same train of thought. Yeah. Like if you if it was like like an Arnold Schwarzenegger or a, or a Sylvester Stallone or anything of that nature, they're always like very gun based or like if they do have like hand to hand fight scenes, it's always like. Like, square them up, like, punches. Like, it's never, like, <laughs> big, uh, big, uh, dramatic spin kicks. That's true. I mean, but there's Rocky. Rocky doesn't spin kick. No, I know Rocky doesn't spin kick. <laughs> but it's like true, a higher... It's boxing. Kick, but on. it's like a higher choreographed fight. Yeah. Not like in mow them down machine gunning. I wouldn't even call Rocky like a action movie though. Like it's it's like it's more of like a sports movie. No, but I know. But I'm saying like his Rambo. Yeah. Even that though is like a drama until it gets into like two and three where it's like yeah. higher action. And but that's more gun based. I'd honestly put John Claude Van Damme right up there. Just because when I think of like this type of movie, uh huh, he's always the guy that I go back to. Okay. Like he's a yeah. very household name when it comes to action movies i feel i feel like also back here he's the only one doing like karate yeah <laughs> or if you call what he does karate belgium karate <laughs> <laughs> i feel he definitely does more than like a steven seagal who's trying to do his fucking uh Whatever it's called is Krav Maga or whatever his, the yeah, fuck it is. His hop keto or whatever. <laughs> That's like, what it is. Or he's fucking just like just grabbing people and like oh, if I twist your wrist, it kills yeah, you. Yeah, you have to fall down. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I never leave my feet. I just kind of I grab you and then I twisted this. Now you're dead. <laughs> I think in terms of '90s, I'm trying to think like Stallone and when all of his stuff came out. I put Stallone more in the '80s. Yeah, but I mean, like, in this era, like, late okay. 80s, early yeah. 90s. I'm not talking about a definite year or anything. I, I think we definitely have Arnold as our top, and I don't think Stallone falls as much into action. He does have Rambo. That's why he gets thrown in. Mm -hmm. But I feel like Jean-Claude is right below him. And then you had other people who jumped in, like Chuck Norris and Steven Seagal. And, like, on one of the previous reviews, you brought up, even uh, Mel Gibson in some of that stuff. Yeah. But I think it's, you see the big Arnold with the muscles and he does a little bit of stuff, but then when you see the ripped up Jean-Claude and now he can do a lot more on the fighting style, that's why I feel like I was really drawn to it because he wasn't just doing your standard fighting like in Rocky, which was impressive the way he looked and trained, but in here, the fact that he does do so much with the kicks, it's kind of like, oh, wow, that's really different. And, of course, me being a little bit of a wrestling nerd, it's one of those things where when you see something that's a little bit more flashy, 
it's yeah. you didn't know that was out there and then you realize all the john claude van damme movies kind of have that little bit of extra pizzazz to it because that's what he can do okay so you're putting him at like a number two well in with these movies i would even say if i look at arnold I don't think Jean-Claude ever had the money behind him that Arnold did. So when I look at Arnold movies, if I were to pick one, I would sit down and watch The Running Man day after day. That's one of my favorite Arnold movies. And I feel like that's just as dumb and cheesy as a lot of these Jean-Claude movies, just based on the story that they decide to tell with it, with the good guys versus the bad guys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've I've always been... I like the the original movie as it is, but I've always been curious about what it would have looked like if they would have done Predator the way they were going to do it, where like Jean Claude Van Damme was going to be the Predator and they were going to like build a suit where he could move around in it more, and it's like Schwarzenegger versus Van Damme. Mm. Hmm. I kind of I always forget that fact. I don't know. I've never been in love with Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, and this... in the in the last review, you actually said I think that you hated him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like me. I even watching I hate you. even watching this, like he does. Sure, he does like spin kicks and stuff, but he'll do like a spin kick and then the camera will cut. Like he does not do two consecutive strikes in a row without that camera cutting. So I don't think he's even really that good at it. Oh shit! <laughs> JT? I, okay, oh, hold on. Oh no, press stop. So this is, no, no, press stop. <laughs> so this is why I did. This is why I did my research when I was coming into this, because the he's biggest ready. thing that you guys were uh, jazzed up about that you shit on blood sports so much for was you took so much more appreciation for action films that like Jackie Chan was in, and. I had to think to myself, I'm like, okay, how do I defend my movies? Because a lot of it was <laughs> the stri- the strikes aren't good. The fighting's not good. It's not whatever. And I, I'm going to team up a little bit with Cole here. Uh-oh. And the way that I'm going to look at this or kind of break it down by is the Jean-Claude Van Damme movies are like Americanized early WWF. Yes. <laughs> and Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee movies. New Japan Pro Wrestling, Misawa, and everybody either likes one or the other. You like the old hard-hitting stuff where they're killing each other, or you like the sports entertainment. And the sports entertainment is the Jean-Claude Van Damme stuff instead of your hard-hitting craziness that Jackie Chan was actually putting himself through. Hmm. I'm with him. And if you and if you like the Jackie Chan stuff, it's really hard to watch this and be like, "What's this garbage ass shit?" <laughs> I see your argument, and it does make sense. But how can you like this shit? <laughs> God damn it! I did, well, I, I'll kind of be in the middle of of pretty much everyone here. I do see the charm in Jean Claude Van Damme. Like I don't know, even. Even when he looks like he's like sleepwalking through things, I still were like, I, I, for some reason, I still kind of like this guy. But I do agree that like some of it, like the fighting in this, like you can definitely tell that like 
you can see when like they're like the extras are getting ready to take a spin kick because they'll literally like move around him and then just like stop and then they'll just, like be like oh fuck here comes the spin kick <laughs> and then like he'll fucking throw the spin kick and then they'll fucking take it real but it's like no like I I, I can see the charm in like a Jean Claude Van Damme but I also I agree that like yeah there's, like there's a lot of like we're gonna set each other up and that here comes this big thing where like you could have moved. <laughs> well, I probably also have a little bit of nostalgia from a because fan. once once I, once I realized that we were going to be blessed with someone in our world of pro wrestling named Rob Van Dam who looked like Van Dam and did Van Dam stuff, I was like, okay, the the time in here is kind of cool. I, it makes yeah. me like him even more. Yeah. Um, I'll say but, this: Rob Van Dam better than Jean Claude Van Dam. Ooh, <laughs> look out! Hey, if if I'm if I'm stealing uh, something from the Wow Ed podcast, if if Tom was here right now, he'd say better movie. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Van Dam in in uh, Lionheart, better movie. <laughs> but uh, we do have Jean Claude Van Dam, who jumps on the boat as the stowaway, uh, has a man berate him and say, I don't want to fucking see friendship. you on this deck. <laughs> this man is hell bent on making sure Jean-Claude Van Damme does not get on that deck. And he, Jean-Claude Van Damme finds a way to have the most labor intensive, but also sexiest job <laughs> on the boat. All of his jobs. are so, so sexy. They're so sexy. Oh, uh, the other thing I noticed is that all the French foreign legion guys all wearing the tan and all sweating profusely from their armpits. <laughs> <laughs> the French Foreign Legion. That was that was a fucked up part of the beginning, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was. Like Joel, I think you got to watching this before all of us. And yeah. he's like, guys, you might want to put subtitles on on this. Holy shit. They sound like yeah. they're packed marbles in their mouth and then decided <laughs> to speak in some French English accents. <laughs> They, yeah, I, I, for some reason, like the subtitles on Peacock when I first turned on weren't working, so I had to like fucking like listen, stick, like really like, <laughs> I had to like, I was like blew a gasket trying to listen to what they were saying. <laughs> I was like, okay, I think I know what's going on in this scene. I just didn't understand why they were such huge dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of like eight like like eighties early nineties movies are like this where like like I feel like almost all the characters in the movie have no empathy for the main character, so that like he has to win them over. But then it's like also to like make the audience where it's like oh they can do some pretty shady stuff, but I'm still on their side because I just watched everyone just not like treat them horribly for the like the first half hour to 45 minutes of the movie because even when he gets to america his brother's wife is treating like shit for no reason oh yeah <laughs> like she it is even like she even tried getting in touch with them for two weeks and it's like all right i gave him two weeks i'm officially done with them all together <laughs> and then when he gets there and has a good reason why he didn't get her get back to her it's like nope i wrote i wrote you off completely never talk to me ever again <laughs> she, she's mad about the drugs like, he got him into drugs? Uh, to me, it sounded like he joined the French Foreign Legion. His brother was like, oh, I'll stay back. And that turned to a life of drugs. And she blames him for her, for leaving. And so the brother, of course, 
not not her fault, but he chose to have a life of being a piece of shit. And so because when he died or got burned to death, she tried to get a hold of him and was like, yep, see, you didn't even care. You wouldn't even come back from your brother. You were so selfish the whole time. Yeah, I feel like I she, too, yeah. yeah, because she tried to call him to get him to come back, right? Yeah. Yes. It did seem like maybe in that moment. So I feel like the, she, yeah, there should be some maybe, sort of like feeling of like, oh, okay. Uh, he, he needs to know that his brother's and then like not even like hearing from him like even like getting in touch with the foreign legion people and then being like no nah, never mind <laughs> and but it's like but but then like everyone blames jean-claude for everything he does he does take a lot of shit yeah but i feel but, like like a lot of like 80s movies do that like it's not so much in this like i don't think jean-claude van damme goes out of his way to be super like sexist or like racist or anything, but it's like there's definitely like 80s or 90s movies where it's like the main character is like kind of being a piece of shit, but then like they'll do like the first 20 minutes is like nothing but people being like you're 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 reckless. I'm gonna treat you like shit for no reason. And then it's like yeah, he is kind of treating that girl like shit, but man, that guy was kind of a dick to him in the beginning. <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of be like maybe like the Lethal Weapon movies. But like, let's look at Commando or something, where or any Arnold movie where he plays like a soldier. It's always like his commander coming up. He's like, yeah. "John Matrix, you son of a bitch!" Yeah. And like, they high five, showing their veiny fucking arm wrestling arms. And... Oh, there they are. <laughs> but then he can also be like, "Oh, I love my family. I love my girl." <laughs> and like, they don't give a shit about that. It's yeah. like. It, I've only kind of seen this in this movie. Yeah. It's like, I need to see my family. It's like, no <laughs> hot box. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even like say like, I'm leaving. He was just like, I, I should really go and see my brother. Motherfucker. You want to go see your brother? How about we treat you like shit forever now? <laughs> How do you like that? Yeah. Like, oh, God. <laughs> I love the different levels of this underground fight league. Oh, me too. Holy shit. Because when it just, like, starts, and you're like, oh, I guess we're doing this now. He just stumbles into the first <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> but even before that, like, yeah, he just he just walks into, like, under a bridge, and all of a sudden he's part of a fight club. <laughs> and where are these under-bridge fighters coming from? There's construction workers. At one There's point, homeless they're just, people. Yeah. They're, like... At one point, they're just like, all right, we're out of fighters. Who from the crowd wants to fight each other? <laughs> We were already went through all of the village people. <laughs> also, so like, so when Jean Claude Van Damme finally gets away from the French Foreign Legion, people are like, oh, finally, I can probably, I don't need subtitles anymore. Awesome. Then he meets like his soon-to-be manager, and he talks so fast I can barely understand him. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, is anyone gonna be able to talk in a way where I can understand them in this movie? Hey, it's not his fault. You can't understand Joshua. <laughs> He's dude, like, I love Joshua in this. Dude, movie. I love him too. I love him too. He might be my favorite part. But the first time, the first time he's talking to Jean Claude, like, "Hey, man, what do we do? What do we do, man? We, we get in there? You want to go look for five? Who, who wants to fight? You want to fight? You want to fight? Try to fight him, motherfucker!" <laughs> I like. I really like when he walks out into the fight circle and he's like, "Oh, all right, who we got here?" And Jean Claude like whispers, "Leon," and he goes, "What the fuck, Le- what, Leon?" <laughs> well, huh? You lying? <laughs> All right, who was to fight the lion? 
Also, for whatever reason, I found it gross that one point they have like Lionheart up on like a card, and it's L Y O N. Oh yeah, that. that was at the very end that I that I noticed it. I guessed. No, that first underground fight league is fucking great. He he runs through that first guy, and I love that he just goes over to Joshua's pocket. Pulls out as much money as he wants and then walks away. Joshua's like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> it's okay. He gets them back. He makes them pay for, for lunch later. <laughs> yeah, he does. God. There's also, throughout this movie, so many homeless people. Yeah. Like, there's a homeless epidemic going on in this movie. And they all have well, to fight. They're either in New York or they're in L.A., and that's what they apparently are portraying those cities as, the slums where the homeless people are. Holy shit. I do want to reiterate that Jean-Claude Van Damme definitely decided that his character was going to be cold in New York. I don't think there's anyone that's dressed more or less than him when he's walking through the streets of New York, and they're all fine. Jean-Claude Van Damme was just always like, Rubbing his hands together or putting his like his hands in his pits and like kind of like walk like no one else is as cold as you like why are you so cold and then he's again got the, and then he's that, got that he's got that lingering cold from swimming halfway across the I ocean guess. to get to the city even though he's bone dry he died they show him dive into water and then like the next scene he's walking down the street like completely dry. I like that he always holds his shirt closed at the very top of his neck. <laughs> Yeah, like that's that's where all the heat gets out. <laughs> and then all later, right. and then later that night, when you should argue that it's probably at its coldest, he gets jumped by like a like a, a black gang wearing like nothing but like spaghetti strap wife beaters, <laughs> and you're like, why are these guys cold? Jungle and their name's been freezing this whole movie. Well, once he once he beats up the first guy. And Joshua realizes what he has because he's got to get to L.A. And they set up that first fight with the high roller people. And he rolls in and meets Cynthia. That's one of my favorite introduction of, like, where he's headed. Because that piece of shit that he fights up there that goes, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to kiss you or if I want to fuck you. I'm just yeah. like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then he just punches him as hard as he can right in the ball. My God. <laughs> oh, my God. So Levi was watching this with me. And after he saw the nut shot, yeah. every single fight he goes, Dad, is he going to punch him in the nuts too? <laughs> I hope so, bud. I said, maybe, dude. Maybe. <laughs> I also, I love movies like this, too, because it's, like, it's that era before, like, everyone was jacked. So, it's, like, they present fighters like, this guy is the best fighter in New York. And he looks like Greg Brady. (laughs) (laughs) That guy? Okay. I guess that guy is the best fighter in New York. What about the guy with the kilt? Holy shit. In the Regal Finley parking lot brawl takeoff. And, oh, yeah. And he, they have him beat the fuck out of Jean-Claude Van Damme. I was like, this is the second fight. He's getting his ass handed to him. <laughs> and they, they were like, it was like almost like a studio note where it's like, he needs to do a lot of like leg scissors because he's wearing a kilt in this match. <laughs> there's like at least two or three times in that entire match where he's getting him, getting him in leg scissors where it's like the kilt is just kind of almost around Jean-Claude's face where it's like, huh, imagine he's looking at his dick right now. 
You had to show off when those the, games too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's Pasty it's white. it's it gets real fun when they start running through all these random ass fights that he's doing in the racquetball yeah, they, court. They were a racquetball in, in the court. pool that's happening. Yeah. He, a pool that they just happened to, they just made like a small puddle in the corner so they could do a whole like throw them in the water part. <laughs> I forgot the racquetball court. Oh, the racquetball court was the best. He throws it through the window of the racquetball court. One. I I looked up a stat. So earlier, since we brought up over the top with Stallone, the guy that he fights in the racquetball court is the first guy that he arm wrestles in like the the diner in that movie. Oh shit! Oh, yeah. Wow. Born loser, that guy. <laughs> so at the racquetball scene. Is when I went, somebody's got to be a professional wrestler in this movie. Uh-huh. Did you guys know who it was? Who was it? No. You guys don't know? I don't think so. Dude, Miko would love this. Uh-oh. The security guard at the final fight. Ludwig Borga? When, the f- when fucking John Clyde Van Damme walks down into the grassy area, before going into the crowd, the security guard kind of waves him in. It's Tony Holm. It's Ludwig Borga. <laughs> does he have? Does that guy have a big V cut in the back of his head? Yes. Yes, I saw him. Oh it's my God. two years before his WWF debut. Ludwig Borga. Holy shit! Miko needs to watch this movie. <laughs> JT, I don't know if you know the Miko story, but Miko, big Ludwig Borga fan. Holy shit! <laughs> we we need to talk about. Uh... The chick in this movie. Okay. And she, the lack of clothing she's, she's wearing in that one scene. Well, hey, this is this is definitely during long butt era movies. Oh, dude. <laughs> she is rocking the she is rocking long butt in this real good. Uh I love like the first scene where it's like they are like alone together. She's working out on like just a like back press machine. And that's it. <laughs> like she's literally like, what hotel is this, where you have a personal back press machine and that's it? And then when she, and then when she gets up from it, she's sweating. Was she back pressing for like an hour before he woke up? Uh, oh yeah, that's how you stay in shape. Back press the shit out of yourself. <laughs> she's like, how long? First of all, how long were you in there? Like, how did you strip him without him waking up? And also, how long were you back pressing? <laughs> like, all valid questions. God. But yeah, she is. I feel like she's way more invested in him fucking her than like having him as a client to fight for her. She is all about like. She seems almost uh like let down when he's like, I'll fight for you. Oh, you didn't come here to fuck me? Okay. <laughs> I guess. I got it's your job. <laughs> she 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 is extra almost naked or half naked half the time. But oh, yeah. we of course we of course get the absolutely necessary Jean Claude Van Damme she... naked backside Jesus shot. Christ. I feel like this movie I feel like there was a meeting where the where like uh, studio execs were like, we could make this movie PG thirteen. We just need to cut out a few of the fucks, and then <laughs> we have to cut out the scene 
that with the uh, Jean Claude's butt, and then they were just like, and then Jean Claude was like, nope, keep it R. <laughs> You're not cutting my butt scene. Not a chance. Just like Bloodsport, you got to get that immediate walk away. I'm I'm fully naked. Here's my great backside. Yeah. Okay, now I can put the robe on. The movie even even like the movie even uh like uh kind of uh like psychs you out that you won't get it because they have him sneak into the he's got like a fucking comforter around him and he sneaks into the bathroom and it's like oh you don't get to see him naked cut they cut right into the bathroom full blown <laughs> naked ass for no reason gee <laughs> like, you don't need, you didn't need to show that like he got away. Oh, you knew it was like it. it was like the camera was like, "Oh fuck, he's naked in there, isn't he?" <laughs> shit, we're missing the good shit. <laughs> did we, in the in the in any of the Arnold movies, did we ever get an Arnold butt shot? Oh, uh, Terminator. Okay, Jean Claude must have thought, "Okay, if he's doing butt shots, I'm doing butt shots." Got to up the ante. God. But yeah, I love like movies like this, like. You think of like a like a movie from like the late eighties, early nineties, and it says nudity. It's like, oh yeah, I can see some tits. Nope, it's just Jean Claude ass. Ass. Just Jean Claude ass. That's the nudity you get. And boss lady long butt. It's a yeah, some <laughs> long butt from boss lady. But I don't, I don't ever think she goes fully thong. It's like the it's like those like eighties panties where it's like <laughs> it forms like. Like right in the middle of the butt cheek. Yeah. Like it never yep. really goes into the crack. It's just like it rests around the crack. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> as long as I have your reassurance, Cole, I'll accept Dan it. Dean okays it. It's fine. <laughs> Let it happen. The necromantic is fine. It's fine. Well, Cynthia is very fine with taking her new toy leon around and getting him new clothes and getting all the fights and this money while joshua is posing as a what a fake insurance agent giving away this money to the family yeah, because has... they're still disowning him yeah for this this woman is very she's very quick to to just turn down any money that leon's trying to give her but then very quick to take money from a random man that comes off the street claiming to be an insurance agent <laughs> she has no questions. She's like, "Oh yeah, I'll take this money." She hates Leon that much. Yeah, like, and she's desperate too. She's like, so much in debt. Like, she's gonna get kicked out of her house, and Leon's like, "Here, take this money. I don't want your fucking money." <laughs> well, you see what her job is? There's one scene. Yeah, what's her job? I don't know what her job is. She's like she an works apple for like a factory, factory handler. <laughs> I've never seen this in a movie before in my life. I didn't even know it was an apple. I thought she was just going to buy an apple. <laughs> no, because there's other workers. It's like on one of those roller lines where you check the quality of the apple. I, I literally thought that was a scene where it's like it's like a grab an apple as it comes place or something. What store is this? I don't know. Oh, they They only show one scene where she grabs one apple. She's not investigating any other apples. She grabs one apple. I'm like. Are you buying this or are you inspecting it? I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, you know, you know those stores. They, <laughs> the, the, I, it looks like it's just apples run down this conveyor belt. I don't know. It's like a fucking like produce stand where you grab them as they go or what. For buying apples. 
They show her grab one apple. If if you like grab like two or three, I'm like, okay, she's inspecting the apples. I don't know what the fuck. Why would they show one scene where she grabs one apple, inspecting them? <laughs> the fine apple has become five stars. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it looks like it, takes, it looks like they're at a fish market too. I'm like, where the fuck are we? She's at like a fish market, <laughs> going through apples. <laughs> like we're not somewhere. We're sanity. They're like on a dock. <laughs> oh, I hope I can find one of those supermarkets when I go out to LA. The I don't know buy what, an apple as it rolls I don't know by. Like a farmers market type place where it's like they just dump the apple. They have a conveyor belt of apples. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't. Know. I haven't lived in a big fucking city like I'm, I don't know what L, how LA works. She clearly shows them in this scene picking up the apples and packing them in a cardboard box. I didn't see okay, I didn't see the cardboard box. Obviously. I thought I thought her, I saw her pick up one apple and I'm like, are you buying this? Are you, you stopped watching? I get, I don't know, I almost got distracted or something. I don't fucking remember. The picking apple as it goes. <laughs> I didn't know. I just saw her pick up one apple. I got to piss. God damn it. <laughs> the other the other thing that, or a couple of the other things I wanted to point out is, so, have you guys seen the movie Kickboxer? I don't know if I've seen Kickboxer. Well, no. Kickboxer is very <laughs> Kickboxer is very similar to Bloodsport. You have your big guys at the end. Bloodsport is called the bad guy is Chong Lee, and in Kickboxer, the bad guy is Tong Po. God. So the guy that plays Tong Po, who is the main bad guy in Kickboxer, is one of the French Foreign Legion guys that comes to attack him. The, <laughs> okay. the one that does not have the square head. He's the <laughs> other one. God. And I found that later in life. And I was like, well, he, Jean-Claude's kind of like Adam Sandler. He just keeps his friends around and asks them to be in all the movies, apparently. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> The other thing I looked up was the little girl who looks like she's... She looks familiar. I know I've seen her in something else. So she's got a pretty big long list on IMDb of stuff she's been in. Because obviously when she was younger, she looked like Annie. And you look up and she was in plenty of Annie movies. But she did a lot of voiceover work. She was one of the main characters on the cartoon Recess. Okay. And then the thing that she's most known for is when she was older, she was one of the main waitresses in the Avengers movie. Really? Yeah, if you look it up, her number one thing that she's known for is the Avengers. She is waitress number one. And I'm wondering if she's I'm wondering if she's the one that comes at the end of the movie. Yeah, the one that's like staring out the window. That's got like a deleted scene with Steve Rogers. It might be, it might be her. Cause when you look at her now, all grown up, I was like, wow, I would have never known that was the same person, but if it's what she's known most for is her role in the Avengers. I'll tell you what I know her most from the NBC hit show blind spot. Oh, because I fucking loved that show. Seriously, I fucking love that shit. God. Blind spot, check it out. It's probably it's pretty on, hot nowadays. It's probably on Peacock. Peacock? Peacock. 
says she, she was also voice? in the she was the voice of Ellie in the Last, in the of, last us? of Us. Jesus Christ! Man, she really wow. She really did it. She really made it. She's forty now. She looks good. She looks good for forty. Yeah, cause she was in the she was in the series too. She plays Ellie. She plays Ellie's mom in the series. She is the main uh, 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 waitress in Avengers. The one that's looking out the window. I know I've seen her in something else when she was super young, though. Well, she wasn't that uh, young, but you probably seen her in Blind Spot first, on NBC. I, <laughs> I think at the very bottom, it also has her listed that she was uh, on an episode of Roseanne. That's it. Maybe. I bet I it's that and it Blind like... Spot. That's your prior memory. <laughs> On 100%. NBC? On Picard. <laughs> totally. Totally. That's exactly what I remember. <laughs> she played Patterson for five years on Blindspot. Patterson? Yeah, it was great. Um, I want to bring up what uh, Jean-Claude's attire is in his last fight. He has, like, a t-shirt tucked into the highest-waisted pants I've <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> I don't... I. Dude, he cannot wear pants like, like less than three inches from his nipple line in this yeah. entire movie. His zipper has to be twenty six inches long mi- mi- minimum. God, he pulls his pants up so high for this entire movie. He really does. He's got to create that long ass. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, I, I think it's a style at the time to yeah. wear them that high, but my lord, did they're not. called low-breasted jeans? <laughs> low-breasted jeans. I think I think by pulling those pants up a little bit higher, it makes him look a lot stockier up top. You think makes so? Those, make makes those legs look a lot longer. Gives them them shoulders. There you go. Okay. He's Trying also to wearing low bodies. <laughs> I mean, you got to be comfortable. I wouldn't think a loafer would be your main like uh, shoe in a in a in a fight that you'd want to be wearing. Well, I mean, after they don't the even fight, lace up. After the fight, he's got to make his way to the Los Angeles Apple conveyor belt to pick up apples. <laughs> so, I mean, you gotta you gotta have comfortable footwear for that. Way to pull yes. that one across to your side. <laughs> well, on 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 uh on Jean Claude on Leon's way up to the top with Cynthia. He does get his ass beat by the foreign legion guys outside. And they're the ones that screw up his ribs. And he has to hide that from everybody until Joshua, while sparring with him, hits him in the ribs and goes, (laughs) Oh shit. What's he goes, don't worry about that. Which ultimately works against Joshua because he bets against Leon in the final fight. God, idiot. what a son of a bitch. What an idiot. Idiot. And <laughs> Cynthia doctors the tape for the guys that she brought in to make Attila look like a piece of shit. I did like I did like that where the where she fucking uh on like microwaves of the <laughs> she like <laughs> she like put a couple magnets on the VC on the VHS of of Attila's match where it's like uh, the the end got cut off. I don't know what happened, but anyway, you can see he fucking sucks. Clearly getting <laughs> so, his ass handed. So uh, so go ahead and just bet it. Just go ahead and bet, just bet against him. Not I... ripping a man's groin apart. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, 
He kills a man like someone that's like holding a dead rabbit over their head. <laughs> like he grabs both their legs and holds it over his head and then splits him in half. Like ripping a drumstick in half. <laughs> that's how like those weird like native people kill people in bone tomahawk. <laughs> they got it from Attila. God, their favorite movie. Yeah, those sons of bitches. Those sons of bitches are watching Attila. <laughs> Man also loves felines. Also, Dude, Attila I has, like, fucking... the largest fucking head I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. He looks like Meng. <laughs> yes, absolutely. When he, yeah. when they first, when he arrives and he gets off the plane, it's me and my stupid wrestling brain. He has all these dudes get off in front of him. It looks like it's the ripoff of the bloodline at this point. They yes. all look like they should be part of that family. And he's the ringleader. Because they yep. all kind of have that look to him. He I looks, get it. He looks like a smaller giant Gonzalez. Dude, oh. he looks. It it at one point during Rusev's WWE run, he grew out the sideburns and he looked like Attila. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. God. Yeah, dude. Like, despite what I think about this movie. Up to the like, the end fight scene, I was actually a pretty big fan of. I loved watching Attila be this weirdo that would just beat the <laughs> fuck out of Jean-Claude Van Damme. And then, like, his face would be covered in blood and he'd be, like, petting his cat and be like, so what's up? What are you, do- what are you doing later? Kind of shit. And, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme was, like, bleeding out of every hole in his body. <laughs> like, crawling on the floor. And Attila's like, hey, I'm just looking at things now. I will say I was not a fan of this end fight. I I don't you think Jean you just hate have. Life. I don't think. As no, I'm a done finale, hate on Joel. Fuck you, Troy. As, <laughs> as a finale fight, I do not think it was good. Wow, I thought it was fine. You I didn't like the heroic tale of the guy getting his ass beat, coming in with the taped ribs. <laughs> fucking going balls to the wall with the big heel and then all of a sudden at the end he pulls it out and hits him with the big fucking spin kick and then shows mercy on him unbelievable and you call yourself a wrestling fan you're not oh a my wrestling God. fan there was definitely one point that one point when like he's beating the fuck out of Attila in the crowd and then just like just leans over to one side and then punches fucking uh, fucking Shao Kahn in the face. <laughs> I love that. And I was like, just I, just for it's like, oh, I got I got a little bit of time. I'm gonna fucking fuck this guy up too, and then so, goes right back to beating the fuck out of Attila. <laughs> my one of my absolute favorite things about this movie is when Jean Claude's down and Joshua's in his face and he goes 50-50, man, 50-50. The whole bet's on Attila. And when that, when Jean-Claude looks up so slowly with that, what the fuck did you just say face? And he just says wrong bet. Oh, it gives me goosebumps every time because I know he's about to just unload every spin kick in his fucking (laughs) wheelhouse on Attila at that point. Because I love that he turns around and the first thing Attila does, he gives him the big Hogan U finger and just kicks the shit out of his hand. (laughs) Yeah, like, uh, so I feel like the most of the movie, I was just kind of coasting with it. I don't, for some reason, that Attila, like, leading up to that Attila fight and then the Attila fight itself, it turned me around on Jean-Claude Van Damme in this movie. Like, he, 
I, there's so much of this movie where it feels like he's kind of sleepwalking through it and he's just kind of just trying to be badass and speak very low. That Attila fight is where like he I think he delivers where I was like I got invested. Where I'm like, yeah, fucking kick his ass. I don't I can't even explain what he does different. But for some reason, I got way invested in the Attila fight. Well, it's probably the only fight that was built up. True. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Of, a lot of this is like fight montages. Yeah. But finally getting that Attila fight, and then seeing all these people around turn like turn their back on him and betting against him, and him being the only person that bet on himself to to win it all, like, and he's just like, no, I gotta keep going. I gotta keep going. And you're like, I don't know. It's cheesy, but I was digging it. I don't know why. Like, I, got, hotel I got room. way into it. The hotel room before the fight where he's like, Jonathan, I took out all my money and I put it out on me. And he's just like, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorites. But good. I love like no one believes in him. Like he's the only one doing like the only one that believes in himself. And then even like uh, at the end when like, uh, like Cynthia's like <laughs> trying to leave in the car and it's like, there's this guy in the walkie-talkie. Make sure that bitch don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's another like underlying line in this movie. Um, I had to do it. Somebody, I think it's in the final fight scene. Somebody, it's either stop final, me. It's either the final fight scene or it's in the pool scene. But there is a part, and it's I only could only notice because I had closed captioning on. Yeah. But somebody in the audience, they don't even show this person, but it says, we don't need to go to Rambo, huh? <laughs> so so Rambo it's like a short little dig universe. and sly. <laughs> it's just a throwaway alive. We don't need to go to Rambo, huh? Fuck. God. <laughs> I, I do think at the very end, when he hops over and he's got his hand on Attila's throat and he's like, you 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 feel the adrenaline pulsing through his veins that he could do it he could end it and then they pan over to Cynthia and she is taking the biggest breaths in and out and it looks like her boobs are going to come out every time <laughs> because they're rising and falling they're rising and falling <laughs> but i do like it a lot right there when it's built to that highest moment and then it it slowly starts to come down and when he lets go, and then you feel like him just kind of fall back and everything leaves his body, and then the other guys grab him. I do like that part a lot. It felt like he had everything. He had his moment. He he showed mercy. And even like the French Foreign Legion guys, then they really lower their voices and they're like, this sucks, but you have to come with us. Great fight. Yeah. I don't I liked the whole the speech with the manager at the end where he was like, man, I gave up on myself. And like, like he kind of like in the like in a way he's like, like you never gave up on yourself and I never lose that kind of thing. I don't know. Like, I, I was really feeling all that, too, as like, yeah. they were, as he was leaving. They give their final embrace and Joshua finally sheds a tear and yeah. actually shows like damn man it wasn't about the money it was just about you and you caring about your family yeah like you, you almost kind of get like the feeling that like joshua used to be a fighter and like he kind of gave up and now he's like 
managing this guy that where he was just like, look, it'd be so much easier if you just gave up and he never did. And he was like, fuck, I kind of wish I did that kind of thing. I don't know. I The ending I kind of liked. I think Bucky liked this movie. I'm not gonna, I'll, I'll give my, I'll leave my grade for the end, but I feel like for how I was feeling through most of it, the ending kind of surprised me for how much I was actually invested in it. Well, John Claude has to say his final goodbyes. Everybody's got all the tears, the little girl, the mom, Joshua. They throw him in the car. He says his final, I love you. They drive one block stop the car and then they say get the fuck out <laughs> you can actually hang out with your family that was kind of a cheesy ending when like he's leaving the french foreign legion and just like ah just get out of here and they just like he's running up the fucking with a broken fucking rib he's running up this fucking <laughs> adrenaline I, I really like when he he's running up the hill and the little girl's like looking out the door waiting like something's gonna happen and she screams his name, and the mom screams his name, and then Joshua's like, what the hell? And then he just hobbles his ass down. Also, I wish they would have explained something why Joshua has a limp this whole movie. I don't know. I, I think yeah. he was a fighter. He fighter. He was a fighter, and he got fucked up. Because sometimes he's real dragging that ass along, trying to limp his way to keep up with Jean-Claude. Yeah. Also, that that little girl fucking loves her bike. Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking loves her bike. It's it's a throwback to a much simpler time when a kid could just go outside and enjoy their bike. Mm. <laughs> well, they weren't allowed back inside. They had to like go outside bike. with the drugs in your bike. There you go. <laughs> yeah, what if she gets lit on fire by drug dealers? Would that be Jean Claude's fa- fault too. <laughs> That's that's Lionheart too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is a Lionheart too. Oh, is it a sequel to this? Oh, that I don't know. I didn't look that far. <laughs> I didn't care to look that far. Or that other Lionheart movie you watched? <laughs> it might be the one about the Nigerian princess or something. Um. Okay. Do you guys want to throw some grades on this? Let's do it. Yep. JT, I think we know your. You go first. So, the most positive, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, with the previous movies uh, that I have brought upon this show, um, <laughs> I know a lot of these, I've done time period pieces. I don't think this is, this is probably my first non-time period piece that I've chosen. It's, um, although it's very 80s. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Um, the more, it's, it's one of those where I could watch it anytime it is pure nostalgia it does have some of its faults so if i'm uh trying to cut it down because if i were to choose some of these other movies like uh the prestige or the patriot i would say this is probably an a minus if i were to give some of those other movies a pluses in my Uh, eye okay okay does not meet the grade of like of the greats of the JT greats. Fair enough. Uh, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Go for it. I love John Clad Van Damme movies. Yeah. This, I don't remember Lionheart like I do Bloodsport. Yeah. And I think I know Kickboxer, but I might also be thinking about Bloodsport. <laughs> um, 
And Lionheart, I might have also been thinking about Bloodsport. I don't know. But I love Jean-Claude Van Damme and Bloodsport. And if this movie reminds me of Bloodsport, I love this movie. And it does. So I'm going to give this, with no other explanation, a B. All right. I enjoyed it. Joel. Uh, so I even I brought this up in our group chat that like I had I felt like I needed to go back and rewatch this because I was already forgetting <laughs> a lot of the things that was in this. Uh, yeah, it wasn't really striking me the first striking, probably yeah, yeah like pun intended. Uh, probably like the f- first seventy five percent of this movie. Like I think it was just it was very. Like, formulaic Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. But for some reason, everything leading up to, like, the Attila fight and then afterwards, I got invested. And I can't even really explain why. Like, I don't... I can't really put my finger on, like, what what was the thing in in that entire scene where I was like, I really want... I'm really into what's going on right now. But I can't also deny the fact that I felt like I was coasting through most of this movie, so I'll give it a I'll give it a C plus. Okay. That okay. ending was re- that ending surprised me for how much I was invested, but like the rest of the movie was just felt like regular Jean Claude Van Damme. I'm gonna get this mixed up with like five or six other Jean Claude Van Damme <laughs> movies in like tomorrow. <laughs> oh, we're dropping letter by letter. <laughs> So, I will say, the beginning of this movie had me on the hook. Oh. You, they lit a guy on fire. <laughs> they see You see his burnt corpse, or not even burnt corpse, his burnt ass body in the hospital. I'm like, wow, man, this movie is fucking wild. Like, even when um, the they're at the French Foreign Legion and Jean-Claude is like, I need to see my family, <laughs> whatever his accent is. And they're like, no, hot box! <laughs> And he's like, well, I need to kick all your asses now. <laughs> Get out of here. You stab your hand into a pole. And I'm like, okay, I'm still on board. And then after that, it loses a lot of steam for me. And yeah. I was bored with this movie. Ooh. I don't really like a lot of the fight scenes. Even like the last one, it, I will say it builds with story. Yeah. But as a fight scene, sucks. <laughs> I'm not a big Jean-Claude guy. I'm not going to watch this movie again ever. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no, there it is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I'm going to give this movie a D plus. Wow. Better than I thought. Wow. I thought D minus or F for you. There were some fun moments. And... Okay. Yeah. I'm on the same boat as you, Troy. I'm probably never gonna watch this movie again. But I just really, I just really like the end for some reason. This might be a background on Thanksgiving movie for me someday. <laughs> oh wow! Look out! In my Thanksgiving 50s. 2023. In my 50s. <laughs> uh, well, JT, thanks for uh, choosing this dribble uh, for us to watch. <laughs> But is there anything else you've been into this last week? If you've had time. Uh, yeah. Great British Bake Off, baby. Oh, baby. Let's talk about it. Uh, who is who is your favorite? Who's your pick? Who are you feeling? Okay. So, I can't remember everybody's names. But I think either the 
uh, hard of hearing girl or that uh, kind of the quiet younger guy who's not like the athletic guy. It's, just, it's the other guy, you know? Yep. I think those two are going to go to the end. And I'm not yep. quite sure who would be the third, though. I I agree on that. Uh, so far, we've had some pretty good pretty good characters, but I, it, so far, week to week, it does seem like uh, it's it's pretty telling on who the ones that are actually good and who the ones that are shit in the bed are. Uh, <laughs> the one the one kind of the girl that did good two weeks ago and this week, but like almost fell apart, where she was like nervously crying but also trying to rebuild her stuff mm-hmm. she seems like she's picking up steam and doing pretty good in the first couple episodes she was flying under the radar i didn't think she was anything but now she's getting handshakes star bakers so i do enjoy that i'm so glad the great british bake-off has been back uh other than other than that i've been trying to keep up on the wrestles with a little bit of crown jewel and different things here and there. But that's, uh, most of the time, that's pretty much all I'm into every now and then the wife makes me sit and watch the mass singer. But I know how you guys feel about oh that. My God. And, I, and I, I feel the same way at this point. Cause we're on season 100 and they're pulling people from fucking left and right. And I don't give a shit. The best part is on the mass singer. They have these unknown celebrities that when they unmask people, are like, oh, we know who this is. Bullshit, you don't. <laughs> like they they just unveil unveiled some guy who was on the Teen Wolf TV series, and my wife had watched that, and she's like, I bet it's so and so from Teen Wolf. And I, when it was revealed to be him, I'm like, I don't give a shit about this guy. <laughs> God. It's the guy who played Teen Wolf in the series' cousin. I would have much rather watched Michael J. Fox be masked singer-ist. Give me me Michael J. Fox's attempt to sing on stage. (laughs) Well, he's moving around really erratically, so I think it's Michael J. Fox. (laughs) Look at him shaking it up there. Good good guess, Ken. Uh, Cole, you been in anything? Uh, a couple things. Uh, cool. Just last night, Bubby and I watched, on his request, Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, okay. Oh. On Peacock. Uh, FNAF on Peacock. <laughs> and I've never seen him be so invested in a movie in my life. <laughs> really? He did not move his eyes from the television screen for the hour and 50 minutes that this movie was. <laughs> Holy shit. He loved it. He was telling me all the bear characters. He's like, that's Foxy, and that's Chica, and that's... So he's, he's super into Five Nights at Freddy's? Apparently. You I didn't, didn't know? No. I was like, dude, did you ever read this? have you ever read these? Because they're like a little bit above his level. Yeah. He's like, no, but I just know, Dad. I'm like, it's in the ethos. Okay. <laughs> so tonight, they're at Katie's house, and him and Piper were going to watch it, because Piper's been dying to watch it, so he's going to watch it again. Oh, my God. Like, no wonder this movie's making what gangbusters. What is going... I, I Literally, I think I've seen, like, pins and, like, patches at, like, uh, Spencer Gifts. That's all I know of Five Nights at Freddy's. It's, it's wild amongst, like, 
eight to like 12 year olds god it's wild there's graphic novels there's actual written novels there's all kinds of comic books the, the the merchandise is crazy whoever created five nights at freddy's has like bit into the merchandise aspect of it and yeah. has their pulse on it Jesus. it's the movie itself is fine it's actually not that bad like i can see where parents actually are like okay i'll watch this one okay it's not scary by any means yeah but for a kid i like levi's like dad go back did you see chica was in the fan <laughs> <laughs> and they do all kinds of like these like oh you better have seen that like they do all oh that my god like, yeah so it's a good like entry it to is horror for kids. yes yes absolutely okay. a good entry to horror for kids i also based on bucky's recommendation had some time this weekend <laughs> what's that scraped a window <laughs> scraped, scraped a window <laughs> yeah that was why i tried to watch his other recommendation of loki season two um i watched the 1999 movie election oh you did wow I was just like, fuck. I was up at, like, because of the time change. I was up so fucking early on Sunday. Yeah. I was like, god damn it. Levi's still sleeping. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to turn on Election. I love this movie. Yeah? Isn't it good? Yeah, <laughs> I was. It took me by surprise, too, because I remember, I think I remember vaguely watching it when I was younger. And then watching it back, I was like, this movie's actually pretty fucking good. <laughs> I've never heard of it. I don't know where this came from. Yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. It's a good story. And, like, as a teacher, I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, that could happen. <laughs> yep. I thought, yeah, when I watched, they were, like, the first person that came to mind where I'm like, Cole would appreciate this story. Well, I mean, obviously not naming names, but, like, we all know or have heard of yeah. teachers that have relationships with students. Yeah. <laughs> and then it goes south. Yeah. And then it, like, you always are like. Could that happen again? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. fucked up. I'll have to I'll have to send you a unspooled did a episode. I I love on like this movie on this podcast called Unspooled where they just they just pick movies and they like uh, go over them. And that was I watched it because there was that was gonna be like their next episode and like they go in depth on like a bunch of different facts on the movie. Ah. I think you'd really appreciate like. I guess when he, when like the guy that wrote it, wrote it, it was like during the 1992 election, which was like, uh, George W, like George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton and Ross Perot. Oh, Ross Perot. So he modeled all three of the people, like all three of the candidates after them. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Okay. Now I can, okay. I can kind of see that. <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a good recommendation. Uh, beyond that. Yeah, the first three minutes of Loki season two, and that's it. All right. How's that window look, though? Fucking pristine. <laughs> I scraped that motherfucker, windexed it, wiped it. It is beautiful. Wonderful. Yes. Walk by sometime. <laughs> I will. Okay. I'll probably see it from my uh, from my window in uh, two week, two two or three weeks. There it is. You can see it now. All right. So what you been into? Uh, well, since you brought it up, and Troy's gonna bring it up, I, I've been, I've completely caught up on Loki season two. I'm also caught up. Uh, I'm following it. It's not done yet. There's one last There's, episode. Yeah, last episode. I think tonight, to, tomorrow, tonight or okay. tomorrow. Yeah, I'm following it, but 
man, it is so convoluted. I, I, but I'm following it. Like I don't, I don't think it's bad. But like, like, like we brought up before, it's like, man, if this was your entry point, you're fucked. Oh yeah. So, but uh, yeah, and I, I always feel like I go into these being like, oh, time, time travel. We can do a lot of time travel stuff. And they always just kind of stick around the TVA a lot and then mm-hmm. talk about like weird uh, made up science bullshit where I'm like, eh, I kind of want them to do like fun time travel stuff. Yeah, <laughs> there. So I will agree that this is kind of complicated because at one point, I think maybe during the third episode, I paused it and I'm like, wait a minute. Does the TVA want more or less branches? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I couldn't remember what they were doing at that point. And uh, my answer was finally answered when I got into like this deep Reddit thread. Oh, God. But <laughs> that's the kind of like confusing shit that it was. Because at first in season one, they're pruning branches. Yeah. But I found out during reading... That's like they're only pruning branches that Kang variants were on. That's the only ones they cared about in season one, because they they that there was a realization of that at the very last episode. Well, not oh, okay. I th- my my understanding was like they were pruning any branch that was completely deviating from the what was it they called the sacred timeline. So yeah, it's like then so like every one... so that they made sure every timeline was exactly the same. That's why it like ran like a big giant thing as opposed to like a bunch of branches. Yeah, but then it's revealed at the last episode it's because like Kang variants would appear on those and they needed to snip those. Oh, okay. Because they only had to have the one. <clears throat> Whereas now they're like branching off and they're like in going into this loom or whatever. Yeah. Whereas they don't care anymore because they're rewriting history as all new now. Okay. Now there's not the one above all or whatever his name is. But I quite like season two. I don't think I'm a train driving by you, JT. Oh yeah, there's a train outside. (laughs) My God. (laughs) I thought you were about about to break out into Quad City DJs pretty soon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not as in love with is season two as I am one, but I do think it's one of the stronger Marvel series is. Yeah. Like I, I can follow it and there are fun moments in it, but I, I think I'm at that point where I'm like, I kind of miss just the simplicity of, of things and I'll finish it. And, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I I'm into it. Okay. Was there anything else you were into? Uh, I did, I am on, uh, the Amazon superhero kick, though. Okay. I finished Gen V. Oh, okay. And, uh, I'm really curious where it's going to fit in the storyline of the boys. Because it ends in a way where it's like, this could be like a, I can see them doing a thing where it's like the boys plays out and then it's like, wait a minute, we should probably tap into these new people that got introduced in this thing where like they could probably introduce them with maybe minimal explanation and it can still kind of play out. But I would say, check out Gen V it, and it, it's pretty strong throughout. And like, I need to finish it. They play by the end. It plays out in a way where it's, it remi- it very much reminds me of like X-Men where like both sides 
like both sides want what's best, but then it's like the only things that really stick out are like the the radical aspects of them to where it's like that that side sees that and they're like, oh fuck those people, <laughs> and it kind of turns into that kind of aspect. And I'm like, by the end, I was like, that actually turned out to be a pretty fucking fun show. I haven't watched a second of that show yet. It's yeah. really good. That's what I keep it's hearing. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Like especially how it ends. I I kind of really dug how it how it ended. And uh, on top of that, then I moved right into the first episode of Invincible season two. I also watched this. Man, it is such a fucking good show. <laughs> Even yeah. like when they introduced a character where it's like I'm going to do a bunch of interdimensional shit. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, man, again. <laughs> All right, they. This is a really cool take on like an interdimensional type yeah. character. Yep. Don't ruin it. I won't. But like, I meant to watch it and I didn't. I especially for how it. the last season played out, they introduced like this interdimensional traveling character where it's like has all the best intentions and like you can see him morph into this super villain where you're like, you make a lot of sense for why you want to do what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. And he's probably one of my favorite characters in the whole series. Really? Yeah. He's yeah. I I'm already I'm already digging him. Mm-hmm. I love him. Angstrom Levy. Ooh. <laughs> I love him. But yeah, no, I'm 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 already hundred percent on board. And I love because it's like this plays out in a way where it's like they really stay on the fact that shit got fucked up in the first season. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like Avengers where it's like, we're rebuilding. This is more like, uh, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah. And his whole storyline, too, is like, because they can do anything in it, because it's like an independent property. Yeah. They go for it. Nice. <laughs> Which is good. Nice. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm so uh, interested in how this next season plays out. Yeah, I want to know how far they're going in this season because it's only eight episodes. Yeah, they're dropping four, uh, and then they're taking a break and then coming back with four episodes in twenty twenty four. Okay, oh, for the season. Well, twenty twenty four is only like six weeks away. Yeah, but I don't know when in twenty twenty four. Like it could be like February or March or whatever. I don't know. January third. Maybe, maybe January third. They're gonna wait. For, they're gonna 6th. wait for the birth of my child so they can watch it. I heard that. I heard that too. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's all I've been into. All so right. that's I got it yeah. with the uh, Great British Bake Off and those two other things that you said. Yeah. Uh, one one last thing, me and Molly watched the movie Bottoms. Uh, it came out this year, but it's like, imagine like uh. If super bad mixed with Fight Club, okay, like it's about these these two friends that are lesbians start a Fight Club in their high school so they can pick up chicks, okay. <laughs> and it's like, but like the high school itself is like almost kind of like a parody because they'll do shit where like the morning announcer guy will be like, "We're gonna fuck up the fucking <laughs> Mid Eastern Gophers this weekend. Give me a fucking hell yeah!" And then like. There's like posters up where it's like the star quarterback posing and it's like it'll just have like these these words go over it that says let's get horny. <laughs> <laughs> like, the high school itself is hilarious. I think like it gets formulaic at a certain point but I, this movie's pretty fucking fun. 
I will add one thing. Uh, for whatever reason, Chelsea was talking with the kids about Casper the Ghost. Yeah. And so she put on the live-action Casper movie. I did see her thirst-trapping over fucking uh, Bill Pullman. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh my god, when I was a kid, I loved Devin Sawa as, like, when he came out as real-life Casper. Yeah. But as an adult, Bill Pullman could get it. <laughs> I, know, I saw her put up something on Facebook where she was thirst trapping over Bill Pullman. I was like, oh my god, I guess I didn't know he was so he had so much sex appeal in that cardigan sweater he had. <laughs> Did you see that uh review that thirty that uh was uh eight eight millimeter or fuck what they call seventy millimeter seventy millimeter did on uh I think it's called The Serpent and the Rainbow. I'd never even heard of it, and I want to watch it so bad. It's a newer movie that came out, right? No, it was old. It's like older. It's like 80s, but it's like Bill Pullman in a Sam Raimi movie involving voodoo. And I'm no like, idea. I think I need to watch this. <laughs> uh, Well, I think that's going to do it, guys. Yeah. Next, next week, staying on Fan Appreciation Month, we're doing Jer Bear's Pick. Of Rocky. Jerbear. Jerbear! We brought up Rocky yes. a little bit earlier in the night. Yeah. So we're going to. JT, looking forward to Rocky? Yeah. I haven't uh, I haven't watched the original Rocky in a long time. Is it Rocky or Rambo? Time. It's Rocky. Rocky or what? Is it Rambo or Rocky? It's Rocky. Okay. I wrote down Rambo, so I would have wrote... watched the wrong movie. We watched all of the Rambos already. <laughs> I hate everything we do. We did the Ramboner month. We Rambonered. Boner. How could you forget Ramboners? <laughs> well, I did it. He drew first boner. <laughs> Rocky. But yeah, we're doing Rocky. Have you watched all of Rocky before, Troy? Yeah, I've seen all of Rocky. Okay. I haven't Cole, seen. Have you seen all of Rocky? It's been a while. Wow, been a okay. while. And then I haven't seen any of the sequels except for Rocky Balboa. Yeah, the best one. <laughs> the best know. movie ever. <laughs> Rocky Balboa. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening. Yeah. Uh, JT, if people want to get a hold of you uh, about their Ramboners, where can they do that? Get my Ramboner out of Bucky Furman on the X. Oh, AKA Twix. You can also find me bucket for one on Instagram. Also review view pod on Instagram. I'm putting shit up there, keeping you up to date on all things you need to know. Review view pod. Also about, Hey, what is raw cheese? What is it? I don't know. Ask, find, uh, let me know on Instagram. Hot take. Hey guys, you can find me on pretty much the norm. That's not a new social media app. It's just the X. It's Snapchat. It's Facebook. It's Instagram. At Coach Havens. That's it for now. Troy. Uh, you can find me at Troy to the Max Extreme on Instagram. I'm also on the TikTok if you want to do a TikTok. <laughs> uh, and uh, if you want to write into the show, you can do that at ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com. Also got the review you turn around movies. It's uh, Ace Ventura Pet, Pet Detective against The Hunt for Red October. It's a vote. It's a vote. Vote with your lives. Um, I don't know what happened here. Yeah. But I think we lost JT Energy right at the end. Oh, shit. Because both me and Cole's earbuds just went dead. 
And I don't know if I just ran out of battery. And then I just heard him say, are you still there? <laughs> but, well, uh, well, JT, uh, throughout what, his socials there. Joel. Yeah. Uh, JT energy is at, uh, I know he's at DJ kick, click and play. I don't know where at exactly. I know he's on Instagram. Yeah, is it at DJ Click and Play on Instagram? Check him out there. Check him out. Give the man a like if you don't like yeah, him already. Yeah, like him. Look at his amazing wedding photos. Look at those gutter slutters. Uh, but yeah, no, JT, we love you. And thanks thank for joining for, us for tonight. And thanks for Sitting joining in us for the whole app. I hope we minus yeah. the last one minute. Yeah, I hope we didn't <laughs> offend you when it came to uh, our our thoughts on. Uh, on Lionheart. But next week, Rocky. That's right. So join us then. But until next time, I have been Short of the Max Extreme. I've been Coach Havens. I'm JT3Grape. And thank you for JT Energy for joining us. And we are off.